0: You're listening to the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is our first impressions on the winter twenty seventeen season. We're like a week late, maybe, I guess. I started looking through like all the, the episode counts and I'm like, oh, some of these are actually in like the four the five range. I guess we're a little bit late. Some hit six. I'm like, okay, we're halfway through those shows. So I guess it's kind of a mid season slash first impressions. Of course, a lot of the shows are kind of oddly spaced. Yeah. Some are like at six and some are like at three. So it's it's really weird. It's been an off season, no matter how you look at it. But we're from the OtakuSpirit.com website. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new anime, as well as our wonderful community in the form links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. But yeah, since we have about 24 full-length shows to go through and six shorts, we should just jump right into it. Sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. Alright, our first one we're going to jump into is Aka 13 Territorial Inspection Department or Aka 13 ku Kansatsu Ka. This one was streaming on Crunchyroll. I don't know how long it's going to be running, but we're on episode three so far. Um, I kind of wanted to watch another episode of it. Um, being done by Studio Madhouse, based off a manga. And this one takes place in the Kingdom of Doha. It's like a bird-shaped continent, uh, you know, similar to, I don't know, Australia or something. I don't know. I, that just popped in my head. Don't worry about it. Um, and it's it was warring at some point, And then there, they became a time of peace. And these 13 states within this Kingdom of Doha... All kind of became one, but they're all their individual states. And in order to keep these from warring again, they have these, like, uh, departments in each one of these states. And there's a main department that is, like, over those departments and audits them and everything. And that's where we're kind of taking place in as we follow Gene, who is part of this department. And he goes around and audits all these other ones, make sure there's no corruption or bad things happening. And it seems to be this just so far. <laughs> it, 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 kind of within that is this kind of constant gossip about some kind of coup de gras happening or coup d'etat.
1: Coup d'etat.
0: De I don't know why I had coup de it out. Anyways, a coup is going to happen and there's going to be an overthrowing of the government and there's going to be war happening again. There's this constant gossip about that. that's going to come. Somebody's going to start it. Maybe this guy's ahead of it. Maybe this guy's doing it. Oh, maybe Jean's doing it. And it's like this whole thing of constantly. That there's some uprising going to happen and they need to stop it. And that's really been the first three episodes. And that's kind of the unfortunate thing about it. Is it, yeah, maybe it's just a slow burn. I'm kind of giving it that. But at the same time, that's all they're really talking about. And it's so slow that that's kind of a huge turnoff for me. I'm, I'm not enjoying it because of that. It's got a unique art style to it. Doesn't? Not an art style I'm a fan of but at the same time and the characters aren't really all that interesting. So it's really just a bunch of suits standing around talking about something that could come. And it, it, I, I was joking with Chris at the end of episode three was, this is like something's coming. The animation really pretty much. <laughs> it's just like a constant waiting for something. And I, so I, w- I wanted to give it something cause this is, this is a completely original thing. Well, besides it being a source of manga, they're putting a lot of money into this thing. Um, I thought it was an original actually. Maybe I can look that up as you're talking, but there's a lot of money behind this and it's kind of one of those ones where it's a project that you don't see being very popular, but having a, a group of people that really want to see it succeed. And they're putting a lot of money behind it because there's like a composer and he started a group just for this music and like all this stuff behind it. What is here, they seem th- is going to be a really standout show is my question.
1: Yeah, for me, it's it, it really comes down to it's, yeah, if I if I was the the last episode when they finally did this kind of everything's revolving around this one character, and you never got the the sense of why is this character this the the center of this big old huge thing, and that's that's kind of the 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 gist. I am very very intrigued by it, but man, it's the slowest show, easily the slowest show of the season. I. There's a couple of other ones that have their own reasons for being a turnoff, but this one is easily the most, the slowest of all the shows. And that's not to say it's a bad show. It's just, it's slow, but very, very intriguing. I really, really am interested in seeing where they take the story. And, and, and I love the way that Andrew puts it. It is easily the show that you can go, man, what's going to happen next? They're never going to tell you because it's always going to be what's going to happen next. And it's, I don't know how else to better put it. I started getting
0: really interested when they started kind of pinning things on Gene and yeah. then having this other guy that he knows being possibly a part of that was like, cool, I'm kind of intrigued now. And they started getting to the party. So it's like, yeah, technically in the late two and in the three, I was, I was getting more interested in what was happening, but I can't, I can't deny the fact that quite a few times I'm going get to the point, like where where is this going? Get to the point, get to the point, kind of thing. So
1: it's yeah, not that it's a
0: terrible show. It's just
1: it's 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 just I'm wanting something to happen. <laughs> I, I I wish I could uh, could place how what what is the best way of explaining Gene because I I like the web that they're setting up where everybody is looking at Gene, but he's he doesn't know what's going on around him. He is the central figure of this great conspiracy, but he doesn't he's not even in the middle of the conspiracy, yet he is the central figure of the conspiracy. I don't know how else to better describe it. It well, is very kind of, interesting how they've set him up. And that's that was kind of getting me to that idea of like, ooh, something
0: really cool could happen. Like, what if it does turn out that Gene is actually the mastermind behind it all and he was he turns and grins at some point. It's like I was half expecting that. I'm like, oh cool, there's a big huge twist that they were waiting on, but just haven't gotten there yet. Maybe it'll be soon but like i said i wanted to watch the fourth because it was kind of one of those well maybe the fourth episode will have that big huge explosion <laughs> no, they'll do
1: the same thing no they're gonna keep doing
0: it and so it, it does bring up that question of like if this does continue like this for all the way until the last episode and then they finally revealed everything in the last episode would that journey have been interesting it's like no i, I gotta say that if they, if they keep at this pace it's not my pace not my my something I would find really, really cool,
1: yeah, it's 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 a in this weird aspect, it is it, it, th- there is nothing that has happened so far that is um standout. It's not it's not like man, I've got this there there's these really cool things that have happened in episode one, two, and three. no, literally. Nothing has happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing too, because I I, I want to correct
0: that. I'm not bored by this show. It, this show doesn't bore me, but it is quite almost there because I'm wanting something to really happen. And
1: uh. I, I I'll admit I am bored by it. I I but I do think that there is there's a level of groundwork that is being laid out that I can see the groundwork. I couldn't tell you what any of the groundwork was. But I can see that they are setting it up to where this is happening, this is happening. I don't know what anything is happening, but I can see the the, the pieces being placed to show me that there is something being done, but I don't know what it is, and... I don't know how the grand, the grander scheme of the direction they're going, except for I that gene is in the middle about? Of it. What do exactly. I exactly? What do, I need, to care do about? I need to care about? Who? What characters are good? What characters are bad? It, it doesn't imply any of that. Well, okay, maybe the prince is. bad. Loda, but... Loda is good. Loda is good. <laughs> the prince is. Loda is good. Yeah, Mav is good. I'm sure the prince guy. Was kind of, the prince guy was kind of funny.
0: That was that was kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, I want to clarify that, it, yeah, it is based off a manga that has completed six volumes, so nobody attack me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I guess it's I guess it's enough of that. Um, <laughs> I guess we could continue talking for another, like, 20 minutes, and everybody can just wait for that moment that something actually happens. Yeah, we could do that. So it's joke. I, th- <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. And Chris is behind it all. Uh, Moving on to the next one we have is Akiba's Trip, the animation, or Akiba, Akiba's Trip or Akiba Strip, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this one's streaming on Crunchyroll, also doing a funny dub. So you can check out Funimation for a dub if you want that. Um, don't know how long it's going for, but we're on episode five of it, being done by Studio Gonzo, based off of a video game. Those video games out there. Um, this one takes place in, of course, Akiba. And it's starring a guy who is a total fan of otaku stuff. and Whatever strikes his fancy at the moment. <laughs> at some point, he is fighting over a figure and then is attacked by some... And then that person is attacked by some crazy girl with weird colored hair who calls him a bugged one. And then stuff, like, happens. He nearly dies trying to protect this person that's attacking the person that he was fighting about the figures. And he's, like, dying. And then the girl jumps onto him, straddles him, kisses him, and moans. And he becomes essentially one of these bugged ones, quote-unquote. Um and essentially what a bug one is it's just this weird kind of vampirish type group of beings that are infesting the town of Akiba or Hakiabara. And they usually kind of tack on to some kind of thing that people are into and then use that to bring in people and convert them into bug ones. And so their whole purpose, well this girl that that turned him into a bug one, uh, Matomi, his name is uh, Tamatsu. Their whole thing now is to basically survive, but her goal is she wants to take out all these bugged ones. And the way to do that is their skin being exposed to air causes them to die, or not really die, but burn, and, yeah, the more powerful ones possibly die. So their whole thing is they have to run around and disclose these people and expose their skin and then make them um, die or be defeated. So, yeah a little bit different than this. the game. The game was actually more about you're just them because you want their skin to be exposed to the sunlight. And for them, some reason in this one, it's oxygen, which is kind of weird. But that aside, it's it's a stupid show about <laughs> people <laughs> disclosing people to make them be defeated. Who cares about whether it's oxygen or, or sunlight? Uh, yeah, I am um, not, not thoroughly thrilled by this show. I, I thought this would be one of those ones where it's just kind of just fan-service-y, goofy fun, and... I, I found the first episode kind of entertaining. It's, it's in that same kind of concept thrown right in there. Some pretty silly little otaku humor. But then what happens is in the episodes to follow, they always kind of follow an otaku theme. So there was a ham radio one. There was a audio one. There was uh, an idol one. I mean, they, they're going on based on themes. Uh, then they had a video game one. They're going based on these themes that the bug ones are kind of attaching to and they go into it hog wild because he's such a huge otaku and he pretty much seems to gravitate to those things. But they're, some of them aren't really interesting and it's kind of like the ham one was like probably one of the worst ones because I have no interest whatsoever in ham radios. <laughs> and they're just going into the, all these extreme details of it and I'm just like, I don't really care. Get back to the fan service and fun and goofy silly comedy. It's like it's trying to be serious when it's trying to get, dive into these otakudoms. So, yeah, those aspects kind of bore me, and at the same time it's not giving me enough of that silly humor that I'm kind of drawn to personally, so I'm really mixed on this one at at times it it's it's fun, there's times that, that it's boring, and there's times where but it's never really laugh out loud funny, and that's why I would think that its strength would be would be comedy, so it's just not hitting me in the right places i guess
1: can't can't really disagree i i I, I find it amusing that he when when uh, the main character gets into his otaku whatever mode, he just goes hog wild into it. It's so like me. I I I'll find something that kind of catches my interest, and I'm digging into it for a week and a half, and then I'm moving on to the next thing that's driving me crazy, and I have to know everything about it. So it is so me, and at the same time, I. I find that they tend to kind of over-exaggerate that that part too much and focus on it, and then you lose out on the actual thing that has its charm, and that is these characters and their interactions. It's all about Dude and his absolute obsession with whatever it is his fandom is, which like I said, it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the fact that they overdo that part. Right. It, 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 does that make sense? Yeah, that's pretty much what I It's It's the when, they, when they're when they bickering about, hey, you're going too far, they should go ahead and just tone it back a little bit and then go down the, the little interactions and teasing at each other and then move on to, okay, etchy uh, fight with the bad guys. But instead, they go into, this is an XRL 2R 2 2. This is an X, but this one is XXX uh, two, three, four, two, That's one. What I mean. it's like, That's what I mean. I what I mean. I don't really care. about it. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I, if you're going to do that, ex- at least explain what those things are instead of just going, Hey, this is the newest model. I don't really give a crap. Well, it was kind of the same thing
0: as like Bakuan where Bakuan, it, it got to the point where at times they would do this whole thing where they're just diving right into something and it's like. Yeah, I don't really care, but Baku One didn't stick on it too long. This one just kind of sticks on it. And like I said, the Ham Radio one sticks in my head so badly because it was literally like that, going into these this place, and he was literally getting all crazy about all these different ones that were sitting on the shelves, and it's like, I really don't care. Maybe, well, they, if, maybe they, a Ham Radio fan would get a kick out of that, but I didn't really
1: get a kick out of it. Yeah, I would have I would have probably been a little bit more interested if it was explaining what these things were. The, the Idle one was, was another example where they got... No, you don't understand. You have to have this type of music system because, oh, everybody goes down that road. Once they've realized music, it's on. And you have to have this certain type of headphones that will do this, 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 and this. And it's like, well, okay, explain what it's doing if you're going to do that. Otherwise, just have the fun o- the with old, the girls. <laughs> the old box with the those
0: little uh, those little bulbs in there that are like, Apparently, from I remember being really, vacuum really expensive. Vacuum tubes,
1: yeah, they went into vacuum. T- well, yeah. they they showed one it. of them had a vacuum. They tube. they it, didn't yeah. actually explain what vacuum tubes do. That's my point. I don't think I want to hear all well, that no, stuff. That's the I problem. know. I mean, my point is, is that if you're going to go and say, "Hey, this has vacuum tubes," so therefore it's better. Explain what the stupid vacuum tubes are. Otherwise, go back to talking to the girls and have fun. That's not go fun. The, the cute girls- stuff. Go back <laughs> to cute
0: stuff. Go back over there. Uh, interesting voice acting in this one, though, because I mean, we, we the one that kind of jumped out me was uh, Tasujin, who her voice stood out, sore thumb. But thought, like, I was like, she has to be like you know one of those generic, uh, not generic, but one of those Seiyus that does the the foreigner things. and mm-hmm. I look it up and like she has done nothing, so <laughs> she's very unique. She's a very unique voice. She's an interesting uh, voice actress that I am very interested in seeing. See, so that's, goes, that's you know. the problem, also, is that the. The cast is actually pretty fun. Like the sisters, fun. The the Arisa is just a nut. She's fun. Matsumi is one of those ones that just seems to have all those weird sides to her that she <laughs> she reveals every now and then. Like the sniffing the underwear was like, <laughs> that was like did that wh- come where did from? that come from? <laughs> so it does have a good cast of characters. Just they don't really they they focus too much on Tomatsu and his obsession with something. And it's like, okay, that's I guess the direction they want to go. But, Being to negative. It's it's not a bad show. I mean after
1: all, I I, I was I was dumbfounded that I actually somehow guessed that he would lose that fight. It was like, watch him lose this fight. (laughs) And they still figured out a way to make it to go to the Yeah, just somehow plugged him back into there. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: Somehow. Somehow anyway let's uh, let's move on to bang dream this one was like a this one was i one i didn't think was gonna happen <laughs> like it was literally like two weeks into the season and nobody had it and then i of nowhere know where it pops up on crunchyroll and i'm like okay cool we can do that and actually i think it might have been on anime network also just i didn't want to make another subscription yes right it was on the anime network so it's on crunchyroll and it's on the anime network i'm, I'm assuming crunchyroll is like a week late i'm not positive on that uh, it is slated for twenty five episodes, so it's gonna be a two core. So get ready if you are into it. <laughs> uh, we went to episode two the other day. Um, it's based; it's done by Studio Zebix, and it's based off of a multimedia based property around the Poppin Party idol group. So there is the opening. Um, the thing on this one is it's essentially <laughs> it's essentially love live with band. That That's the easiest way to explain it. It starts out with a very Genki, fun character, Kasumi, and she is looking for the sparkle, sparkle, uh, kiri, 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 doki doki-dokis, and she's very hyper-genki. She goes to a new school. Um, at some point, they wanted, They were asking what kind of clubs they want to do. She's looking at all the clubs, and at some point, she as she's going home from school, she follows a bunch of star stickers until she basically walks onto somebody else's property into their back storage area, goes into their storage shed because, you know, she's a Genki character. They're allowed to do that kind of stuff. And she's caught by a, a super genius of their school that's allowed to never go to school because there's there's people like that, apparently, named Arissa who, were, you know, owns that place. And so she, not, she doesn't own it, but her family does. She gets upset at her, but she found a guitar in that storage shed. And that kind of sparks this interest in playing the guitar, and so Arisa brings Kasumi over to some location where you can play live band and she Kasumi gets struck with the desire to make a band. She wants to make a band club. And so basically now it is uh get the band together and that's kind of where we're kind of transitioning into with this beginning part of it. Uh yeah, I don't I don't want to I don't discredit the show by saying it's Love Live with band because I'm getting a lot of the same vibes and that's a good thing because Going into the show, it's got a lot of uh, potential. Uh, the characters are fun to be around. The interactions are fun. The uh, the situations they're kind of put into is fun to watch, and it's the same vibes I got with the original Love Live. Is just, oh, here's a character has a lot of charisma, wants to make something happen, and that obviously magnetizes people to her, and thus she goes off to do what she wants to do.
1: I don't know if it would be magnetizing other, or, or just Vacuum. following uh, somebody <laughs> around until they join. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's that's how ganky characters work. Exactly.
0: So yeah, I'm I'm very, I didn't know that I was going to have much interest with this one, especially with the preview. It was like, oh, yuck, CG animation with the banding. Um, I didn't really have anything from the PV to go with, but when I'm watching these first two episodes, I'm like, this can kind of give me exactly what I got from Love Live. Just fun characters seeking out something, having some kind of aspiration for something, seeking it out, having really fun interactions. Yeah, the characters are kind of uh, set into archetypes, which I don't really mind too much. It doesn't seem like it's their whole thing, so that's fine. But so far, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I still think that the CG thing looks off-putting. This one looks, for some reason, a lot better than Love Live. <laughs> So, I'm not too bothered by the CG as much as I thought I was originally going to. So, it's definitely a promising show for me. It's got a really fun cast of characters. Um, I'm not sure yet if it's going to do anything mind-blowing. None of this show that we know is going to be mind-blowing yet, except for maybe a Saga of Tanya the Evil, maybe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I don't really mind so much of being too core, because I think it can have a lot of time to get into these characters. It'd be kind of it, similar to moving. Level I of Season 1 versus sunshine where it was too quickly into that kind of
1: stuff it's it's definitely feeling like it's moving at a 25 episode pace so it it feels it feels good at, the, at its pace right now i personally i had a really really hard time with kasumi but after after i kind of got uh what's the best the climatized <laughs> i finally did kind of start enjoying myself a lot more with this show it is a lot of fun i I, every character so far has has their own charm and is very interesting to um to find out more about except for kasumi which um w- eventually she'll come around i'm sure <laughs> leave kasumi alone she's a fun <laughs> aspiring genki girl I,
0: I was like why are you so mad at kasumi she's doing the same exact thing as some particular character did in ping pong club but your ping pong girls scorching ping pong girls and
1: you're perfectly <laughs> fine with her that girl was hyper ganky she's yelling about doki dokies doki doki no, doki dokies and she, that's what customers doing she hid behind the sundae this one does not she just goes Arisa you are, are going to love me or i will beat you this that's what this girl does she's she like beat nobody. i'm going to take your 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 guitar them. and i'm going to walk around like a goofball a lost puppy <laughs> a lost puppy waiting for the owner I, to I, I couldn't tell you why this one just didn't didn't work for me and the other one did I if you want to make that comparison fine but this one is I'm I'm getting I'm getting to the point where I'm okay with her but at first she was a pretty big turn off but I the show is for a whole I'm enjoying a lot of this show Um and I'm enjoying and even though Kasumi
0: was the center focus for the entire thing, he's enjoying the show. (laughs) That's that's the weird thing. It's like there was no focus on any other character but Kasumi, but the show is enjoying it. (laughs) I'm teasing at you.
1: (laughs) At any rate, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. (laughs) Way to conclude that one. Because all you're gonna do is point out Kasumi again. Kasumi even has the little Neko ear things, and they even pointed out. Yeah, it I thought funny. it was cute at first. and really then funny. They pointed it out. And then, then she she found stars.
0: Kirai, <laughs> kirai. Yeah, definitely a fun show. And it looks good, too. I mean, besides, you know, some kind of misgivings on it using CG for the, the song sequences, it's, it looks really good. It has, again, that same kind of vibe as Love Live. Now, it doesn't have Love Live goofy faces yet, <laughs> which Love Live did amazing goofy faces, uh, but it has that same really good polish to the character, which I think it looks really, really good. So, visually, it looks good. So, yeah. Interview with Monster Girls. This one, Demi-chan uh, wa kataretai tai And this one's streaming on Crunchyroll. It's also getting a Funimation dub. Uh, no, don't know how long it's going to go for, but we're on episode four of it. And being done by Studio A1 Pictures based off of a manga. And this one takes place in a school, or it takes place in a world where demi humans exist or demis exist, and these demis are basically not humans. And they can be anywhere from anything from vampires, it can be whatever the frost women are known as, or, or succubuses. All these different types of non humans live in the world with people. But they're rare. It's not like it's a full blown, you know, 50 50 kind of population. It's literally like very, very rare. I think you were mentioning the idea of there being, like, what, three dolahas in the world itself?
1: Right. A total.
0: <laughs> um, but it kind of follows in this one school where this guy named Takahashi um, is a, t- uh, a teacher there. And he has always wanted to interview or talk to and study demi humans or demis. And at some point, <laughs> lo and behold, his school suddenly has, you know, a new flux of students including a vampire, a Dolahan, and a snow girl, and then a new teacher who is a succubus. And so it seems like his opportunity to finally get to, you know, examine them is finally arrived. Um, it starts off, it kind of just goes right into him meeting, uh, he meets the succubus teacher, but she kind of avoids the hell out of him because succubus, and it's funny in that regard, you'll, you'll see. But he immediately gets an interview with one of the students, which is a vampire. And that was kind of the first point in which he can finally start diving into their brain and really picking at their brain and finding out what makes them different and how they experience life differently. And that really is kind of the, the beginnings of things. As it kind of goes on from there, he, he meets the Dullahan and interviews the Dullahan and so on and so forth. This show is extremely charming. I am totally blown away. I, you know, I, I really did... I didn't want to have those preconceived notions of, okay, this is going to be a monster Muzume kind of thing, where it's going to be all ner- uh, dirty and and sexual and all that kind of stuff. And what it ends up turning into is actually it's, and it's not even, and I thought my second glance at it is, okay, so it's going to be that, but more moe and goofy and silly. But it's kind of like right there at that point where it's just, this. these are cute characters. It's a charming world, nice looking characters, but it's, it's the fact that it has so much heart that is really, really surprising me. Like they have these interviews with the the characters, and yeah, they do kind of go into goofy little things that you know are misconceptions of what they are. Like, yeah, uh, vampires actually don't really you know detest garlic. It's just the fact that they you know like go into later what exactly the reason is behind it or why what, what the reason behind the rumor is. But it's those kind of misconceptions that are kind of you know looking at and seeing if there are misconceptions or not and getting into the characters. And then on the side, it has this whole thing of not extremely heavy, not like beating you over the head with it, but there is this element of being not uh, n- not a human, essentially. Like, you have differences and you're trying to work on ways of making your life fit into the human world. And I kind of like that element because it gives it, it gives it both a charm and it gives it kind of this really, really heartwarming element or this kind of element of uh, weight to their world. And so it's, it's a very surprising show. I'm definitely, definitely enjoying it. And I will move on to Chris so he can talk and I can
1: stop rambling. <laughs> I I very much have enjoyed this show, if anybody couldn't have guessed. I mean, it's kind of obvious this is one of those shows that just screams, Chris is going to love this show. Um, I – the – I've enjoyed a lot of the kind of interactions that each one of these characters have had with the teacher. Um, each one of them... And, it, and and this is going to sound like something that's not, uh, because each one of the characters has their own reason why they kind of fall in love with the teacher. And I kind of... Because one of the funny things is, is this is not a harem, per se, but it does have harem elements. And... But it doesn't take that to a point of it's kind of just a consequence of him being a really stand up wonderful guy and I like that each one of these characters has their own reason for being interested in him Uh, Hikari is interested in him because he gives her well a lot of these characters give him. he gives them a place that they can be them um, and that is something that is special, and it kind of brings out the heartwarming nature to me. Um, uh, the 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 kind of succubus teacher finds that he's the only one that can quote-unquote uh, withstand her, her powers, which is an absolute lie, because he's just such a stand-up, really good guy that he doesn't freak out when she touches him, and then he goes around the corner and realizes, oh my gosh, this is that was way overwhelming. Way to kill the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, but that is kind of the the aspect that I do enjoy about this show is he becomes kind of this um, protection for these characters in a world that doesn't really lo- – not that it won't accept them. It's just that they need to be accepted by somebody before the world can accept them. And I think that that is all kind of encapsulated in this show. And I think that it's really well done.
0: I don't think there's really been a, too heavy on an idea of them loving him. I mean, one character does have a crush on him. And the other one, yeah, Sato, you can obviously see being an adult-related crush. But I don't really see it being a... Because I've heard a couple people already say that it's, oh, they're all falling in love with him and he's going to be a big harem thing. It's like, no, I don't really see that really happening between these characters. yeah. I didn't kind of did see that. Yeah, you said all the characters lo- loving him, and I was like, N- well, "Well, no,
1: maybe maybe two of them." At l- no, at the no, most. I, I that's what I was saying. It 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 has harem elements, but I don't want to make it sound like a harem because it's not a harem. It, 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 yeah, like like Andrew's saying. I I I I apologize if I came off that way. It's not. It's the. One character does have a crush. The other one is I- interested in him, and and the other two, it's a protection thing that he provides these characters, and each one of them have an interest in him in some way.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a just a counseling group that they kind of come together and, exp- uh, you know, kind of say what's on their mind. I, it wasn't really until the uh, the Snow Girl Yuki that they finally kind of put it in this idea of possibly them feeling isolated because most for the most part it seems like this it's it's things like. Well, when I'm with this, my friends, it seems like they never want to talk about certain things because they're afraid of offending me. Or, well, I, I just want to have a place where I can cool down and relax and just, you know, let it all out kind of thing. It's just, it's simple things like that. I don't really want to say that it gets really, really heavy. It could, and I, I'm all for that. But so far, it's been a lot of fun just kind of exploring. I think I think the succubus girl was just absolutely... I was afraid of what they were going to do with her, but it turned out... It was funny because it went from... Oh, what are they gonna do with this character? Why is why is she the way she is? And she has like an pretty much an entire episode of herself, you know, putting it from a perspective, and it's like, I love this. This is a cool idea. She's poor girl. <laughs> she just wants to have a normal life, but she has this thing that if she touches somebody, it makes them, you know, go into ecstasy or whatever. But it was the heart behind her dealing with that issue was just fantastic. like literally she can go out there and just make like the most powerful of people. you know, love and adore her and have riches, but there's this other side of her that she's she just wants to have a normal life kind of thing. Yep. Which kinda cute. Yeah, definitely, definitely must watch. This is this one and a couple other ones are like these are like my top three already of this season. So I just hope it keeps it up. Which I'm sure it will. Uh, moving forward to Fuka. This one's streaming on Crunchyroll and also getting a Funimation dub. Slated for 12 episodes. We're on episode six. This is one of the ones that started early. So we're way into it. Uh, being done by Studio Diomedia, uh Sources of Manga. And this one takes place in a school setting. This boy, I guess the beginning part of it, he uh, he's walking on the street and he's absorbed in his Twitter because he does everything on Twitter all the time. He's social media geek. And he gets tackled by some girl. She thinks that he's giving him an upskirt shot, beats the crap out of him, destroys his phone. Turns out that girl's at his school. And, you know, through circumstances, helping her out with certain things, they kind of become sort of friends, quote unquote. Um, But it kind of gradually moves on from there to Fuka having a desire to making a band. And she has such, you know, she's one of those magnetic type characters. So she's dragging everybody along with her they don't really have much of a choice and she's going off to make a band to be just like her her you know idolized uh singers the groundhogs and go on into being hedgehogs hedgehogs yes uh this one the outside of that there's also this girl who you knows from a long time ago who's actually a famous singer and that whole kind of love triangles involved with that as well uh i I think this. I, the, okay, let me let me start off by saying, I listened to some previews and whatnot of uh, this season, and ended up hearing some people talking about Fuka. And the, of course, if if you're anywhere in the anime sphere right now, you're probably hearing tons of people screaming about a spoiler in Fuka, the manga, and trying desperately to avoid it. I chose to go ahead and just read the manga, and so I spent pretty much an entire day reading through the manga. Until I got to a point which I'm pretty sure is what everybody's talking about, and it's this big huge turning point in the story. I'm and why I say that is I'm not gonna get into that. So don't worry about that. I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying this is that's the reason why I went ahead and jumped into the manga and read it forward. Knowing that, I think, yeah, I do have times where I'm going, they didn't even have that scene in this the manga, yada yada yada. But in my opinion, the one thing I i won't, I won't get into the negatives because I, I really don't like when I hear people say, "Well, this is missing this scene from the manga, so this is crap," or "This is doing this better." What I want to say is, what it is doing better is that you actually have singing. Okay, the manga doesn't even have the v- lyrics of what they're singing. It's just they're—they're—they're they're, they're singing, and you don't really hear anything, of course, because it's a manga. If you did hear things, you probably need yourself checked out. <laughs> But this show gives a the, the way they adapted this, having actual singing, having some really great performances, is it kind of just kind of puts this extra weight upon on top of the the scene itself. Uh, they have uh, the girl who voices Shiry- Shiryuki Hime from Snow White with Red Hair, she's voicing Kyoki Kyo- uh, or Koyuki, and she's fantastic because she has a beautiful voice. So I'm like, perfect. Thank you so much. The other thing I noticed is that they're doing so much better and you can totally think that I'm wrong. It's fine. I think they're doing better in selling me on Koyuki because in the manga, from what I've read so far, not sold on her at all because they didn't really give me much time with her. Whereas it seems like the show is really putting a lot of emphasis. Actually, in my opinion, more emphasis on her than Fuka. Fuka is getting less time. So I don't know if that's going to that's going to pan out in the end. But so far, it's giving me Enough that I like this love triangle. Now, I never really liked the, the the idea of a love triangle, but what I what I will say is that from what I've I've gone into, I like what they end up doing with that love triangle. So I'm interested to see where it goes from there, and that's all I'm gonna really say because I'm I'm starting my mind's starting to fight with explaining things that'll end up being spoilers. So um, yeah,
1: looking forward to seeing how it progresses from here, and we'll see where it goes. I'm just waiting for this big. Huge blow up that Andrew keeps <laughs> he's been building me up for I'm the last trying to six weeks. On it.
0: <laughs> no, it's a thing of like I'm I'm going, okay, I'm trying to map out when the show it would kind of happen. But apparently and it's so, in episode eight, right? No, it could be. Uh, what I'm. what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get him on that board for is because I know the moment that it happens. People will not shut up about it on Twitter. It's going to get blown up, and it's like one of those things where I'm like, I'm trying to help him. Okay, when this comes around, let's make sure we watch it on that day because I know it's going to be spoiled all over the internet. So,
1: okay, well, I, I'm doing all right. I don't. I hardly ever go on <laughs> Twitter because <laughs> nobody. Talks and I'm just to me, saying, it's, it's <laughs> a it's a
0: huge turning point for the story. It is a very huge turning point, and I kind of see what people are getting all crazy about it. I, but that's that's really where I would leave it. I would hope that other
1: people would leave it at that too. <laughs> For me it, I I I I am really kind of torn in a weird way because I absolutely adore Koyuki and Fuka and now uh Sara for those who have gotten this far in the show I loved her scene they did that they did that they very did well they did wonderful with her and it's 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 so funny because I for the most part I don't know how to be- best put this because the show as a whole has been kind of dull but the these three characters stand out so much that it easily knocks it up several pegs for me and i don't i don't know how to better describe it because f- flat out you is kind of dull and the show's really kind of revolving around well just following the winds wherever the winds take him. He ends up in a beach house with Fuka for some whatever reason. And but hey, I've got Fuka for a few minutes. And then Koyuki for a split second. And that's the kind of the way it feels for me. I, I don't know if that's a better way of putting it.
0: Yeah, putting aside all my crap that I was talking about earlier. Um the show itself and then and particularly the story itself is I didn't care for it. I I thought the first the all the way up until what's kind of coming at probably in the next couple episodes, uh, probably the next episode itself. There was a cool thing they did with the love triangle and I'm kind of waiting for that. But yeah, technically up until that point, (laughs) I couldn't stand the manga and I can't stand the show. Now I do, I do love Fuka. She's a very fun character. I I mean, like I said, they're doing a great job on Kiyuki, which never really got much before in the manga. Um, so there's, there's like some really fun points in there, and I think Fuka's a really great character that you get kind of easily attached to. Mm-hmm. But it's just, outside of it, yeah, technically the show is bleh. But yeah, it's, it's not it's, that it's, it's, terrible, it's, it's, it's terrible, it's just it's kind of meh.
1: It's like, it's one of those things It's like, every time, like I said, one of these three characters are on the screen, it's like, I get sucked up into the story. I want to hear more of the story. And then they, they go away, and it's like, okay, I'm waiting for one of these other... T- Two girls to show up for a few seconds so that I could actually enjoy the show again. <laughs> Let's have another scenario. Let's have another scenario. <laughs> is is
0: this her? Is this her flag? Is is this is this her multiple choice? Who was going to choose this time? <laughs> but yeah, it, but it's not a terrible show. It's just t- yeah, I, I it, it was the same with the manga. same with this one. Yeah, for this f- first six episodes, technically, for the most part, it's pretty meh, yeah, and that's not not a huge knock on it. But we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. If it if it ends up. If he can pull off the next segment that I thought was a really cool point in the manga, which which really made... Because I, I never cared for the idea. It's like, oh, he meets this girl. He ends up somehow getting along with her. They're having fun together. That's fine. I thought fuku was great in that regard. So, cool. And then all of a sudden it comes out of nowhere. Oh, by the way, his childhood friend's actually an idol. And it's like, really? Okay, whatever. Let's see what it can do with that. Oh, oh cool. It did something cool with that. And that's what I'm waiting for. So, we'll see. It's exactly the same line as I had. All right. Um. Have fun avoiding spoiler, everybody. We'll uh, we'll 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 have fun with that later. Next we have is Gabriel Dropout. This one's streaming on Crunchyroll. Slated for twelve episodes. We're on episode four of it so far. Being done by Studio Dogo Kobo, and it is based off of manga. And this one takes place in the human world. Well, before then, it was taking place in the heavens. Uh, but essentially, it's a world where there's the heavens and the hell, and for some reason, on both ends. When these aspiring angels and demons get to a certain part in their training, they're sent off to the human world to basically experience you know, humans and, you know, find out more about them and see what makes them tick, essentially. And we followed Gabriel, who is just kind of is in the top for class, and she's sent off into Earth with along with Raphael, her her friend at school. And When Gabriel kind of shows up in the human world, she meets somebody there, gets an apartment, goes in there, is going to learn about the humans on the internet, and she finds this video game that somehow is installed on there...
1: (laughs) And it's an MMO. And it's already open to her. Yeah, it's already open and everything. It's like,
0: what the... Is somebody there, there's some really crazy MMO advertising happening when they're remoting into people's computer and installing the game and getting them set up and already character created and everything <laughs> to look exactly like them in a certain way. But in this game, uh, of course, it has, you know, different classes. And one of the classes that when she kind of arrives in there, everybody's yelling for a healer. And she's like, well, I'm an angel and I want to help heal these people. So I'll go heal them. And everybody's like, oh, thank you so much for healing. Oh, I'm in trouble. And she runs over that person and heals that person. Oh, I'm in trouble. And runs over there and heals that person. But what it ends up turning into is that she's seeking to help humans in this video game so much that she gets enveloped into it and becomes obsessed and becomes basically a... Neat in in a, a pretty much a hikimori inside this this apartment playing the video game, and that kind of opens up the door to kind of the joke for most of the show itself is that it seems like all the angels are not very angelic and all the demons are not very demonic, and that seems to be the joke running this, this show. Yeah, technically, Satan uh, Satania is technically still. Mischievous, she just fails at it miserably. But it, it's the the run the running joke is that everybody that's angelic is actually really evil, and everybody that's demonic is actually really nice. And so that's the kind of the, the carrying joke. I was really afraid about this show coming into it because I thought I was going to be an Amaro Chan because it's like the same director, I think, and it's got that same kind of premise starting out with this deadbeat girl in her little room. But the only thing that really kind of carries me through the show outside of my previous dislikes that end up kind of getting destroyed. But the first episode was solid. Uh, let me just say that. The first episode was solid. Really great. Great setup. Uh, great little skits that they kind of ran through. The introduction each to the characters were fantastic. But then like three, four, five, or uh, two, three, and four, it's like, yeah, I I, I I, got the joke. And we're kind of on the same page as a lot of things. Like I'm happy where it's like, okay, that's the joke. That's great. That's fine. Most of the humor, and I'm not saying it's a repeated joke, it's just most of the humor is just not really that well put together. I do love Satanya. She's probably the greatest thing about the show. I love her mischievousness. I love that she's always trying to be evil and it always fails on her. But outside of that, none of the really the other kind of interactions are really all that funny. There's, there's a few standout moments with like Vinette and, and Raphael, but for the most part, it kind of just, it's a, it's a very meh comedy and i i think when a comedy doesn't really pull off a lot of humor and has you laughing constantly it's it really is a downer because there's not really much else there to work with it's just it's a comedy so yeah
1: yeah for me it's pretty much just gabriel is not doing much of anything for me i'm hoping that they'll eventually figure it out i think
0: think that's i think that's a huge issue really for me is that
1: gabriel's not
0: and that's her character she doesn't want to do anything but it's like it's kind of like Tanaka Kun, right? As always, listed Tanaka Kun is always with... listed had a great cast around him right. that made it great. Gabriel
1: has Satania, which is great, but not really much else around well, her. That's I I do like or Raphael. not enough characters. I do, yeah. I think that it's just not enough to bring out the 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 other two because I think Raphael and Vignette are. I I I love Vignette. I love Raphael, and when she starts teasing Satania, but when it comes to anything involving Gabriel, it kind of just get stuck in this well okay you you don't want to do anything. We get it. Uh, we get it. <laughs> yeah, you don't oh, want to we do to the anything. Beach. <laughs> she doesn't want to do anything. Okay. <laughs>
0: Why'd you go to the beach?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I the, the beach is an excellent example. I mean it was it was it started out she didn't want to do it. Okay. Well they convinced her to go. And then didn't, she becomes
0: one punchline
1: that she yeah, gets to hit Tanya over the head. It, it, but yeah and, and it's like but it, but when it's when it's Raphael and 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 Satania, it's absolutely hilarious. When it's Vignette talking to one of these two, it's really fun. Even when Vignette sometimes when she's talking to Gabriel, she kind of pulls out a little bit of humor out of it. But it's really more her not understanding why Gabriel is Gabriel or one of the other characters. Her explaining to Satania what why Gabriel is the way she is. It it, it is funny, but. When Gabriel is involved, it it kind of just goes downhill really quick. That's how it works out for me. Otherwise, I'm having a lot of fun with
0: the yeah, show. It's, not, it's a show that I'll continue watching. It's it's a fun show. It's just it yeah it, it it hasn't really exceeded my expectations that I kind of wanted it to.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that they figure out something to do with Gabriel because at it as at at its core right now, your main character is flopping, and that's well, I mean, the, mi- the, same the biggest issue I had with March on was like. Yeah. Literally,
0: I don't care about Amarachan and how she's lazy and eats stuff all the time and sits in front of the television. I really don't care. That's not funny. Okay, we're going to another episode. Oh, we're going to do that again. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, she has soda this time and she's making a rotation of her food. Don't care still. <laughs> her internet went out. Maybe she'll do something productive. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm turning this into a rant about Amarachan. Uh, We're skipping Grand Book Fantasy because that's technically next season. Handshakers! Yay! It's time for everybody to hate us! Are you ready? People are going to hate us. I, I would assume. I don't know. Depends on what you say. Handshakers is a show about a boy who essentially loves fixing things. His whole tired thing is that he likes making things mesh or something like that. At some point, he goes to help somebody with something at some lab. And he opens a door and goes inside the door and it's actually like a a partition room which has a girl who is like in a coma or something like that. And he kind of has a quick flashback of his, his younger sister who had passed away, I'm assuming. I don't think they yeah, I think they said that she passed away. And his whole thing with him letting go of her hand or something like that. But he ends up taking this girl's hand who is in a coma, laying on this bed, and she wake up wakes up. And this doctor shows up and says, don't let go of her hand because you're. she's been in a coma this entire time and the only way to keep her alive is that you hold to her hand because you're a handshaker and handshakers uh, are basically paired fighters who go into this kind of parallel world where they fight each other to see who wins and whoever beats the most everybody else up will get a chance to fight against God and get their wish granted. So... Tazuna, who ha- now has the hands of the girl named Koryori, now are, without their wants, are being thrown into f- battle after battle between all these other handshakers, and they all have their desires to beat him because they want their wish granted, but he doesn't really seem to care. He just wants to protect Koryori because, I don't know, He j- she's kind of helpless, and I think he has like some kind of thing about his sister dying that probably, probably. gives him a little bit of desire to want to help her. Uh, but yeah. The the, the the big thing off on this one is it's done by Gohan's. If you don't know, did like K, uh the K series and like uh Mardock Scramble, stuff like that. Uh didn't do Mardock Scramble.
1: Yeah, did Mardock Scramble. Yeah.
0: And golian Or Capillion. Uh, Capillion. Yeah. But anyways, Gohan's did this one and if you don't know what Gohans if you go watch K and you would immediately know, wow, they do some crazy stuff with animation and mixing CG with regular animation and doing crazy pan angles and zooms all over the place with the camera. And they got really heavy in the first episode for this one. It it starts off pretty much. I don't think the camera sat still for more than a split second. It was constantly like rotating around the rooms. It's looking in the crowds. It's their typical style, but I think this was kind of, yeah, technically with that first episode, I think they went a little bit too far, but I really do appreciate their, the crazy stuff they do with visuals it could make most people nauseous, probably, but I I find it interesting. I love seeing really crazy stuff they can pull off, especially with the crowds and all that kind of stuff. They they put a lot of really cool stuff and tech into what they're doing. Now, I will still say, visually, I don't like the the use of like the CG clock sword and the cogs that stake out like a sword and thumb and the... The chains that stick out like a sore thumb. No weapon really seems to connect with the character themselves. It just they look like they're floating. And I think the fight with a certain character in episode 4. Well, late 3 in episode 4. The ground looked terrible. I mean it didn't look. Very, the fight itself looked very stiff. So it's like my, the one thing I really give this studio. Is these really crazy fights that they pull off with like K And all that kind of stuff. With this one. Just, it doesn't seem like they're pulling that off. They still do a lot of really creative stuff, but it, a lot of the fights look very, very bad and stiff. And that really sucks because it's, that's been always a really huge draw with me with Gohan's. Outside of that, the story, I could could care less. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very planned story. It's basically boy is thrown into a a superpower fight with a bunch of other people and they're all fighting with each other I do kind of like Tazuma Tazuma's uh, relationship with Koryori there's some cute moments in there there's also some etchy moments in there Um, I like a lot of the other characters I thought Chizuru and Hayate's story was actually probably the the most standout point of this entire show so far Um, I'm waiting to see like I'm really interested to see uh, Rory which is one of the girls you meet in the first episode what's going on with her and there's this other idol i think i'm assuming is there an idol girl i'm i can't wait for her but so far it's just it it looks really crazy awesome and there's a lot of people that will see that it looks really crazy crappy and i can see that there's some really crappy points in the the cg usage but it's just kind of a, a stupid fun kind of show so come at me bros Hate me all you want. I don't think it's a fantastic show, though, at the same time. I I just think it's not a garbage, destroy it, burn it with fire like everybody seems to
1: make it out to be, so... Yeah, you would think that this is the worstest show. It's like it killed ever, everybody's I... firstborn child or something. It's like
0: it came out, it aired, and suddenly they looked over at all their firstborn; they're
1: all died. <laughs> well, I was hearing people go, "This is the worst looking show of the season." You didn't look watch the fairy thing, did you? You didn't watch the fairy. Thing, yeah, you didn't, watch, <laughs> you didn't watch the fun fairy one. Oh my gosh! We'll get that later. I but no, this this show I think it looks good. I didn't really have a big problem with it. My biggest problem with Gohans, and then I was talking to Andrew about this at some point. My biggest problem with Gohans is they tend to look bleached out in a lot of cases. Otherwise, I think it looks good. I I don't really have that much of a problem. All of the character designs. Yeah, this character designs are absolutely wonderful to me. Now as far as the story, I I think it's fine. I don't think it's really done anything particularly phenomenal so far. I I think that the key sticking points of which Chizuru and and, and, and Hayate were, was a, a good story, and I think that the sticking point for the story will be ta, uh, Tazuna and, and Kyori. Well, they're the main characters, so obviously they're going to have the most interesting story when everything comes out. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested. I want to see where this, go- this story goes uh, in the in the long run. To find out that Koyori is his rebirthed sister, yeah. I that's <laughs> where I'm thinking that's gonna happen. Um, yeah. or when she died, they t- they secreted her away, and that's why you know she actually is his sister.
0: And he beats the god or whatever, and then and gets the reason his wish why the parents didn't her.
1: recognize her was because you know she bleached out her hair, they couldn't see anything because yeah. it's so bleached.
0: All right, uh, Idol incidents. This one is uh, or idle Jahin. This one is streaming on Crunchyroll, slated for an unknown amount of episodes. We're on episode three so far. Being done by Studio Mappa and Volen, and the source is an original. And this one is essentially Mappa doing something else different. <laughs> it's like it basically takes place in Japan, where it seems like uh, you know bad things are happening. You know famines and and starvations and violence, whatever is happening, and the, the way that they seem to, to figure out how to fix it is idols decide to show up and gain popularity so much that they can gain office in uh, the Diet, which is their kind of government, and help run things and inspire people and make people happy and, and, you know, spread love through idols and their care for the, you know, communities and whatnot. And it follows this girl named Natsuki who is kind of scouted out by somebody who kind of is involved with that whole organization of creating idols to go into the diet and she brings her in and trains her and then sends her off into becoming one of these these diet diet idol diets or something like that i forget the name of them i uh, yeah something I like that, about that. Uh, we watched three episodes of it and not not caring about it too much. There was a few funny points throughout it. I kind of like the concept of it, but I think the problem that I kind of ran into really early on, and it's only three episodes, so I mean it can totally change. Is that it had this kind of yeah, you had the opening to kind of you know introduce Natsuki into the the fold. But then it's like episode two is oh here's this bad guy out in this this you know rural area and he's dumping trash in there. Okay, let's fix it. Oh, and episode three is, oh, the cats are missing in this this island town. Let's go there and try to find where the cats are at. So I've kind of seen it turning into a problem per week kind of ordeal, which is not a terrible thing. But at the same time, it's not all that fascinating to me. This The story they're kind of running into aren't really fascinating to me, uh, which is kind of a downer because <laughs> this is kind of like the third MAPA show that I'm not, you know, huge hype on. Um which I guess they can't really have always great things. But I like that MAPPA's doing something different again. It's it's always this kind of thing where MAPPA is doing, you know, you know fantasy and then jumping into some crazy, colorful, you know, ecchi show. And then jumping into, you know, You're on Ice or whatever. And then, you know, now doing Idols. So it's cool seeing them or, or the uh, – was it uh, All Out was the one that they were doing? Was yeah. it All Out or was the other one Days? Days. Days, yeah. So I, I like them doing different things with this. This one just not really working out. I think it a lot of it to do with the, the characters. The characters just aren't really meshing at all with me. Natsuki is not really interesting. Shizuka wasn't really interesting. Uh, Sachi is kind of fun. She was like the first character that was kind of, you know, throwing wrenches into the, the gears, so to speak, which I kind of enjoyed that about her. But for the most part, most part the characters aren't really. And, I, and it's so bad that I'm not even sticking with the names on a lot of the characters. It's like, okay, there's another character that kind of shows up in this episode, and then she's gone, so
1: this 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 show is probably the most frustrating of the season so far i, I think i could be wrong i know it's the it's five fairy one <laughs> no that one <laughs> this one i i i think that what it, what it is for me in in particular is they had a potential here that they could have just jumped on and and rode that all the way through and i, I would have thought it was a great show the problem is is for me anyway it's this issue of how they resolve the issues it, see to me I, they sing and make everybody fall in love with them they sing and make every everything better and that's not the what i wanted to see out of the show <laughs> i i don't mind them singing and capturing people's hearts and having people uh or some people changing their hearts and and helping to solve the problem or or something to that effect but not this googly eye heart bobbing in their eyes, and then suddenly they, they change everything. No, 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 no. It's no, like no they no. wave the love wand. At yeah, him, and it's, they go, it's ah! yeah. They, they, they might as well be magical girls and, and, and make everything happy again. That's not what I wanted out of this show. I literally, what I want to see out of this show, and it may still happen in the later episodes, but right now I don't I have any energies, hope. Though, yeah. I, at this point, I kind of see what they're planning on doing with this show, and it it's not what I wanted out of this show. What I wanted, I guess, in a way, and, and I'm not docking the show for not doing what I want. I'm docking the show because I'm disappointed that I didn't get what I thought was a good potential out of this show in a weird way. I, I know that sounds like I'm contradicting. <laughs> <to something. laughs> what I wanted to see out of this show was a, a serious kind of the idols are changing people's hearts themselves and going out and doing something and making a difference in their, the, the, um, the, yeah, I cities I it, that they're they're actually in uh, not actually going up and singing and then s- magical heart change no 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 that's not what i want to see yeah I, I thought it was and it, i think when the the preview would kind of made me think it'd be like
0: okay crazy idols you know idols in a, in a diet and doing like crazy political jokes or whatever and then when we watched the first episode and the second episode we're like okay and well, this might turn into something where you know, they're going into these communities and they're helping the people, whereas the government that are, you know, the suits that don't want to do anything aren't helping and they're going out there and they're helping the community and they're getting people inspired to help each other. But it's not really it doesn't even have that much heart into it. I mean, it literally a lot of the heart that I was expecting to even be in what it's kind of turning into is not really there because like you said, yeah, it's literally these guys are bad and this is happening and seeing everybody's good and we're all good and we go home.
1: Yeah, it it, it, it could have really been a a a difference of showing people going out there and doing something to change things versus the bureaucratic uh, corrupted government types. You could have actually seen a actually interesting storyline that could have come out of this show. Instead, it turned into, hey, idols going from place to place and singing. Yeah. Alright, next we have is Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid uh, or Kobayashi-san
0: Chi-no Maid Dragon. This one's streaming on Crunchyroll. Also being uh, dubbed by Funimation, and we don't know how long it's going to be going for, but we're on episode four of it so far, and being dubbed by Studio Kyoto Animation, and it's based off of a manga. This one basically follows Kobayashi, who is an office worker who, at some point, she got drunk and stumbled upon a wounded dragon, and she helped the wounded dragon by pulling a sword out of it, And basically in a drunken sense, you know, kind of suggested, well, why don't you come hang out with, you know, live at my place? And she wakes up the next day and there's a girl at her, this girl is, or a dragon actually is at her door. And the dragon turns into a maid and says, I'm here. You said that I can come live with you. And she's like, when did I say that? Last night. Oh, when I was drunk. And so she kind of is forced the idea of, okay, I'm going to let this person stay here because she gave her you know, sad puppy eyes and said, I want to be your maid. Why don't you let me? So yeah, now it's kind of, it's it turned into a story of here's this office worker living in this apartment and <laughs> dragons seem to be showing up out of nowhere to want to live with her at her little small apartment. Yeah. I checked out the manga for this one also. Um, and I can say, I'm, I'm sorry. This is definitely one of those cases where I think the animation is doing it like insane justice. Um, definitely a lot more funnier than I thought the manga was itself. I was a little bit worried because I didn't think the manga was that great, Um, but this is kind of is going full steam ahead and it is pulling off a lot of the jokes 10 times better. Um, I think that has to do with, you know, Kyoto animation, great animation and their (laughs) ability to pull off really, really cute characters, (laughs) um, which is definitely a lot of plays a lot into the show is this idea of these really cute, you know, dragon girls that are trying to, uh, you know, Get Kobayashi to allow them to do what they want to do, like cleaning her underwear with her life. <laughs> That's really a lot of where the humor comes in this one, this whole show. Is you know you have the the straight man character, which is Kobayashi, which is a normal character. But it's fun that she's not too young. She's got she's kind of in the age where she doesn't want you know she doesn't want bothersome things. She just wants things to kind of go normal. And then you have her basically in a very abnormal situation where she has these dragons showing up and trying to deal with their odd quirks, which is always fun. You know, just here, eat this part of my tail, or, hey, we normally do this in my my world. Let's have fun and do that. No, you can't really do that there cause, here because it's really extremely dangerous. Those kind of things come into play, which is really great to do with the humor. So, I've, I've had a blast with it so far. Um, I can't say that it's been lap out loud funny for the entire time, but there's a lot of skits that I've really, really enjoyed, and I love seeing them kind of play out. And it's got a lot of more heart than I thought the manga had, which I've only read the first vol- volume. But it took, like, maybe until episode three before it even got to the end of that volume. But they were still kind of peppering throughout there. Maybe it's stuff that comes in later that they're kind of peppering early. But they're getting more into the heart of things of, like, Taro and her... Uh, insecurities or into things like characters realizing differences between people makes them isolate it's it, it, it's sneaking in little bits of heart here and there and seriousness that I never really thought that they were ever going to touch because like I said the first volume was strictly humor There was really nothing else in there so I'm excited to see what they kind of do with that it's been good so far and I've I've loved it so yeah Fauna has not destroyed it yet
1: it's good <laughs> Fauna hasn't destroyed it yet. It's good. All right, that's it. Yeah, I can't, I all can't, right. I can't gush over another Kyo Annie. Everybody's gonna hate me. I all I do is gush over Kyo All
0: right, Konosuba. Sure. All right, Konosuba. Everybody's too. gonna be mad at me. I'm
1: <laughs> <laughs> not gonna force it out of you. I I really do love it. I I think it looks great. I I absolutely couple, love it. Konosuba? The... Or are we talking about Kobayashi, Kobayashi. again? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Konosuba doesn't look good. <laughs> it looks like garbage. <laughs> I, I, I loved the the dragon fight. I thought it looked absolutely wonderful. I, I, it's like every like that in the dodgeball scene. It's like it's like he and I just goes nuts. And they're like, let's have fun with these
0: characters. I love it.
1: Uh, I, I got a kick out of a lot of the characters and their interactions. Love, love, loved the Kana episode where they, abs- it was so heartwarming. Um, I can't wait to see what else they do with this show. Just, I I gotta stop. <laughs> Kana's way of defusing situa-
0: bully situations. <laughs> love it. No, I love Fafner. Every time she had to get to some kind of... Input, she would call it Fafner. He's like, kill Kill (laughs) them (laughs) all. And he shows up and he's playing freaking like uh some kind of Demon Souls game. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna destroy the world. Don't let him play Demon's Souls. (laughs) Why don't open that box? It's a trap. Opens the box. (laughs) Because he's Fafner. He has to go out of the treasure. (laughs) Oh my gosh, now I'm remembering all the funny parts and just getting kicked out of it. And it it does so and I I would assume that show has a lot to do with the characters and the chemistry is all in those characters. So it's like, every time you have them all in the room, it's like, what the hell's going to happen? Oh, sure enough. They show up and they have a dodgeball th- game. Th- game they have to go play. Oh, this is not going to end. Well,
1: <laughs> anyway, like play like an old lady.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're, 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 we continue to play dodgeball to my standards. <laughs> They're all, all my back. That's <laughs> not my standards. Where did you get that from? Anyways, kind of super too. God's blessing on this wonderful world. Or kono subarashi sekai ni shokufuku wo 2. Being streamed on Country Roll, slated for an unknown amount of episodes. I'm assuming ten if it's like, anything like the first season. <laughs> we're on episode four. Being done by Studio Dean. Uh, hey, based we off could of his, like, get number. lucky and they could just
1: you know go for four seasons. Mm, I guess. I guess we're good. Yeah. Yeah not gonna happen
0: (laughs) Uh, for those who missed the first season of this one it's basically opened up with Kazuma uh, dying in a very ridiculous and very embarrassing way and the goddess Aqua essentially giving them the choice of being reborn or going off into some magical side world they created just to have fun with people
1: oh yeah that did happen didn't it
0: yes and so he got he said yeah okay and she's like well you can take one thing and he gave all these weird things that he can grab but he decided since she was a total jerk to him and laughed at the way he died, uh, he chose to bring her along with him, and so they got transported to this, you know, fantasy world, where it's kind of RPG-ish, and he's in a starting town, quote-unquote, and he now has a goddess with him also, but he now has to survive in this world and take down the demon lord, which is like the whole purpose of the world is take on, taking down the demon lord, and going into the second season, it's basically the same deal, they're still in the same starting town. Um, But they kind of had the repercussions of the final battle of the previous season in that the government's kind of ticked off at him and thinks that he's part of the Demon Lord's army and he has to prove his innocence to them. And thus begins their now continued, quote unquote, journey where they're stuck in the same town. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just kind of the the same chemistry as the first season. I thought the first episode was very meh. They had a few funny parts in there, especially with how everybody failed miserably at trying to protect Kazuma and the, the, the trial that he was in. Um, and so, but I was a little worried outside of that, but going on to episode three or two and three was like, okay, we're getting, we're getting our, we're getting our, you know, chemistry back together, which is going good. And then the episode four just knocked it out of the park. And I'm like, this is what I missed. This was kind of super for me. This is like, literally, I can't stop laughing. These characters are nuts and I love every bit of it. So yeah, yeah, I was full on board. Um, it took a while, but I'm, I'm full on board again. So I hope that they keep up what they're currently doing. Because it's just, it's hilarious. It's it's playing off jokes of a fantasy world. With a little bit of jokes of RPG-ish. Is, I don't think they really have heavy RPG jokes as they did with the first season. But a lot of it's just really goofy fantasy. I don't know. The uh, the, jokes, the dungeon
1: so. was pretty RPG-esque.
0: I don't remember the RPG-esque of that except for them using their abilities.
1: Yeah, they're using their abilities and then got to the end where they finished the quest and yeah, you know, I mean it's just the the quest prompts popping up is really all this kind of is. So, you know. No, there was several several things that happened in there, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I I think it's really kind of funny. Uh I think that the kind of I kind of agree with Andrew it kind of felt like it was the first episode was kind of meh. It was a little bit more than meh. <laughs> and then you had the t- two episodes that kind of rounded it off, and number four just knocked it out of the park easily.
0: Yeah, Mega and Kunt Union was kind of funny, and then uh, Aqua and Cosima's kind of dungeon crawl was kind of funny, but it was really Darkness's fourth episode. It was like standout-ish.
1: Which I Which I was so afraid that I was going to end up getting something spoiled because I happened to be... Looking at Twitter, the day that <laughs> that episode came out, go figure. Yeah, that it, it it I I have had a lot of fun with it, and I it's more of the same. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, and Darkness is awesome.
0: They're all awesome. We need we need more Mega Men, though. Uh which is our next one. This one is streaming or Kozo Kuzu no Honkai. This one's streaming on Amazon Strike. Have fun with that. Uh, slated for 12 episodes we're on episode 4 of it being done by Studio Lersh, um, based off of a manga and this one follows Hanabi who Hanabi is kind of in love with uh, well, kind of in love <laughs> is in love with uh, her her teacher who used to be her tutor and slash quote unquote uh, significant like a big brother like father figure replacement because like her family wasn't there or something like that Um, But she really loves this guy because, you know, he's he's been with her through tough times, Um, but she doesn't really have the courage to confess to him. And turns out that he starts following around with some other teacher and she's really jealous of that. Um, But she feels out of place. And at some point she runs into this guy named Moogie, who she kind of noticed has an interest in the girl who her quote unquote brother or, or teacher is now kind of hanging out with. And so they kind of, the two of them kind of make a weird pact together that they will uh, they will be stand-ins to the other person for the one they actually love. So she is, you know, in making love with him, is imagining making love with her teacher. And he, at the same time, is making love with her, imagining that she is the one that he loves. So it's kind of like there's two, two relationships, quote-unquote, that are in... The point of view, but they are replacing each
1: other with each other that are not the person...
0: But anyways, Um I and that kind of
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't say making love more along the lines of exploring sexual things. Same thing, but okay. I mean, they were kissing each other and imagining that I wouldn't call well, it sexual. You're you're, you're going sex. all the way to home run when we're still stuck at like level or first base. But anyways, yeah, they're kissing. You know,
0: yeah. But that's the thing is the show is. I think the thing that makes me love this show so much is that it's not afraid to get really kind of dirty and uh, a, and very mature about what they're dealing with. It, it, this is not a show that is a, a goofy hentai or this isn't a show that is being very comical about the situation. This is a show that the characters are really kind of facing something uh, that they can't they, – they don't understand or that they don't want to deal with or that they don't know how to express – and they're trying to find an avenue to fill that, but then at the same time they're realizing that it's something that they shouldn't be doing. It's something that is kind of ruining them, and they're uncertain about what's going to happen. It's, it's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of uh, uncomfortableness, I guess. And I, I really like that about the show. I really respect how how they're they're not they're not hiding from certain things. I was. I, I I snooped a little bit of the manga and I'm like I'm I don't know how if they're going to do any of this stuff. This is this stuff is like adult rated kind of stuff. They're not going to touch this stuff, and they kind of do it, and that's that's great. I love it, and they do it in a very mature way. So I'm I'm really really excited about the show. This is this is when I was talking earlier. There's three shows that I'm really really excited about, and I love a lot. This is one of them. I I think this one is tackling a lot of really cool situations. It's doing them in very mature ways, and I really can't wait to see what goes forward. At the same time. <laughs> I'm waiting for the moment that these characters all kill each other or become like a gigantic orgy or something like that. The only negative I will give this show, this is my only negative, I love how artistic and visually beautiful it is. And they do a lot of really cool colors and ink blotches to kind of motion scenes. At the same time, the panel usage is like, stop. I know that it's from a manga. Stop reminding me that you're reading from a manga while you make this. And I, I, don't, I don't even want to call it artistic because it's just, it doesn't do anything when it happens. It's just like, here's a panel of his face, and then a panel shows up with her face. And then it's a, a still transition. It's like, are they trying to fill in gaps because they don't want to animate something? Because you, you have a beautiful art style. You, you're doing a beautiful job The show. Stop showing me still panels. You're ruining the show. Stop it. <laughs> so that's my only negative. I think that the panel usage is terrible. I hate the stills on the screen. Um, outside of that, it's a very beautiful show, and I love the mature stuff that they're kind of dealing with.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's an absolutely gorgeous show. I'm I'm not as bothered about the panel thing, but I do notice it. But one thing that I – if I was to say anything that would kind of be on top of what Andrew's saying, because I absolutely – I'm absolutely enthralled with this show – um, my thing for this is I think this is kind of like my Flowers of Evil for this season. It's it – ex- what it's doing is it's exploring these uh, kind of down inside of you these kind of things that you are feeling, and it's exploring them. and It's taking the time to go, hey, this is not something that is normal, and why is this? Why is this an acceptable thing or is this not acceptable? What kind of a person am I? Do am I shaped by the person that I'm in love with? Am I shaped by my feelings? Am I shaped by who is around me? Am I shaped by what it is that I want? Am I am I wrong for wanting to feel loved? Am I wrong for it, 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 there's just so much encapsulated in this show if you ha- are not watching this you are very much missing out on something <laughs> what sucks is i, I
0: hate saying that I know, it's like, I, it, I know i know everybody
1: says i can't get anime strike because it
0: <laughs> and i totally understand that and it sucks because I, I i said some at some point on twitter that this is great and they're like but I, it sucks that i can't have it and it's like yeah, i know it, it sucks but
1: we can't really do anything about it it sucks and, and 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 the the funny thing is is it, there's this other aspect of I absolutely am loving this show. I don't want to overhype it because I know that kind of turns people off at the same time. But I do really think that this is a show that you're kind of missing out on by not watching this.
0: And it's just I love this one scene where uh, Hanabi realized that somebody was was w- was pursuing her, and at some point she says something like. Uh, this is this is what it feels like this is the weight of somebody that has that loves you or something like that it's too heavy or something like that it's it's those little moments like that or her inner turmoil which is kind of personified at some point it's just really really cool to see and i'm i'm really excited to see where it goes from here and everything is not as they seem (laughs) but like i said it's going to end with somebody murdering somebody a mass murdering or a gigantic orgy and i i I don't know which one's going to end with so we'll have to wait and see um, Little Witch Academia, we cannot do, <laughs> so we'll skip that one. I just wanted to put in there to remind us that see everybody that's upset about not being able to watch Scum's Wish, we're in the same boat about Little Witch Academia. But of course, I would assume the same people that are upset about Scum Wish probably can't access Little Witch Academia, so they're with us too. So, so we'll move on to a show that I'm not really big on, but we'll we'll talk about it. It's Masamune Kun's Revenge, this one or Masamune Kun No Revenge, streaming on Crunchyroll being done by also a uh, Funny Dub as well, or Funimation Dub. It's slated for 12 episodes. We're on episode four of it, being done by Studio Silverlink, and it's based off of a manga. And this one opens up with Makabe, who has basically spent quite a big portion of his life uh, exercising and working out and becoming the skinniest and buffed-out, good-looking guy that he possibly could because some rich girl called him a pig's foot and and denied him his love confession back when he was a kid. And so he just is working out to the the point that he can become super cool and show her up in some way or form. Turns out she's actually in his school, and she is known for being some cruel, ice-hearted witch who will turn down guys in incredibly showy ways and then give them a really condescending name. She has the nickname Cruel Princess. Thank you. That's important. Um, but yeah, so he goes, okay, cool. I'm going to basically make her fall in love with me so that I can later turn her down and ruin her. So that's basically been the show for for the first four episodes. It's really kind of him trying to position himself to getting closer to her, uh, getting her to accept him, and at the same time being helped by her quote-unquote assistant, uh, which is another student who kind of follows her everywhere. Yeah, and then at some point at episode four's end, <laughs> the other character that we've been waiting for suddenly showed up and and jumped on him, but I, we have no clue who she's about. So, yeah. Um I'm mixed on the show. Um uh, don't get my my pre-statement wrong. I I just I don't it it feels very typical and I'm that part of the aspect of it having that element of okay, I mean, from the very first beginning it's, it's this whole I, I thought of, okay, well, we obviously know what's going to happen here he's going to try to you know, ruin her by making her fall in love with him and try to turn it on him. And then somebody's going to reveal what he's trying to do and it's going to ruin his relationship with him, but he still wants to be with her because he found out that she actually has a really soft-hearted side that he's kind of chiseled away at because she actually has some kind of childhood trauma or there's some kind of misunderstanding. I, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to care about that. And it's like, and it sucks because I really don't care about this girl. Adaka, Adaka, Adagakaki or whatever her name is could care less about her. She's a, she's a terrible character. I don't care about her. Even when they chip away and make her blush, it's like, I don't really don't care still. Um, I'd rather him be with the cool uh, class rev girl. She was awesome, but, man. It's like, I don't care about any of these characters, and I'm not really caring about how dirty they are with what they're doing. So it's like, I don't really have anything to grab onto. It's, it's not a terrible show. I'm entertained sometimes, but for the most part, it's just not a really likable cast, and I think that's my biggest prof- problem so far, so...
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's generally it's generally a just mid-road for me. I'm I'm generally enjoying it. I haven't really found anything that stood out to me. Nothing's kind of been very making me latch on to any characters. I don't care for the main character, don't care for the main love interest. A couple of the background characters have kind of shined here and there, but nothing has really kind of really drawn me in. So it's been pretty much just an enjoyable okay. I'm fine with it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh Minami Kamakura High School Girls Cycling Club or Minami Kamakura Koko Joshi Jaitinsha Bu. This one's being uh streamed on Crunchyroll, slated for twelve episodes, we're on episode four of it, beaten up by studio JC staff and based off of manga. This is one of three bicycling shows on right now. <laughs> Long Riders still trying to conclude. Yamushi pedals on, and then we have this one. Of course, I'm not watching Yamushi pedal, but yeah, this one, <laughs> like most bicycling shows, starts off with a girl who is terrible at bikes and knows nothing about them, and fails miserably at
1: even riding one. No, no, she is on a whole new level. Oh, that's what not the pedal knowing. does. Kind yes, of level type. The, the, we're talking basic basics. <laughs> Yeah, the very beginning of the show
0: it basically has her running off with her bike because she rode it before and she's like, eh, it's a bicycle. We could always you could always ride a bicycle once you rode it when you're a kid. And she runs into Tomoe, and Tomoe basically has to show her how to ride like like entry level stuff, like pushing across the yard and And we spend balancing. a good ten minutes doing this. But yeah, it, it essentially opens up like that, and it kind of introduces some other characters who are all kind of around the idea of bicycling, or characters interested in the idea of bicycling. And then when they finally go to school, they find out that I think that was I think that was the show that had the school that basically had like a club for anything they didn't really care. Um, but they decide to uh, this gathering of girls who kind of meet through uh, different means, basically of Hiromi getting lost. Um. They all get together at the school and find out that one of the girls, her grandmother actually is like a dean there. And she had a club when she was in the school there. Um, and they have their own big, gigantic, like, log house type style clubhouse, which is like epic looking for bicycling. And there hasn't been a bicycle club since then. And so they're like, OK, well, we want to revive the bicycle club and make a bicycle club. So we're going to make the Minami Kakakura High School Girls Cycling Club. That's actually the full name of their club it was stupid because they were looking at pictures on the wall and she's like oh yeah that's a picture of me when I was in school we had a bicycle club and then and Marie,
1: Hiromi was like what bicycles not, have been yeah, around for 40 years exactly <laughs> not that. oh you guys had a bicycle club too No. Why, what happened to the bicycle club no it, <laughs> there was bicycles back then <laughs> seriously this girl couldn't get any stupider Oh my gosh, it's it's precious.
0: That so, was like that was that was like the one the only points in the entire four episodes which I just bust out laughing. It was like, <laughs> oh my god, I came out of nowhere. Anyways, this one is I, I keep on uh compare it to Long Riders. I really enjoy the characters of Long Riders. I thought it looked like, but um, this one is like it looks visually good and they're keeping up and they're making it look good. The CG biking riding doesn't look that bad. Um. I don't care much for lot of the interactions that are happening with the characters, but they're fun characters. I enjoy the characters. It's just not really much happening yeah, that I'm interested in.
1: It's a weird, it's a weird angle that to, to have characters that you really enjoy, but their interactions suck. And I mean, even there's two even, shows like that right now that it, are like that, even to the point where the characters are actually the, 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 sh- the, when they're actually doing like, like, Take, for example, the fact that when, like we were pointing out, when I had pointed out the fact that they were doing that entire 10-minute in- explanation of how to ride a bike. I don't care. The characters don't make that interaction any better. But the, char- the two characters, I mean, even the main character, I do actually enjoy her. I, I think she's cute and fun. The character that was teaching her how to be on the bike is cute and fun. But the the interaction of learning how to do the bike was not fun. Does that make any sense? Well, and, that, and this kind of has the same deal as as Long Riders. Is Long Riders did the same exact
0: thing not a season ago, and they're still kind of trying to finish. Is this idea of both these shows is literally like a 101 on bicycles? It's like they start out with the very beginning, like characters know how to ride a bike, and they're showing them, and then they go, oh, here's a. Here's a, here's a road bike, and it, this is how it changes gears, and here's a seat, and this is how you need – yeah, the last episode was – had a really cool, like, uh competition, and it felt really, you know, fun and energetic, but it started off with explaining how this bike works and how you need to adjust the seat, and here's the angles you need to have your feet, and it even has, like, a let's-go-buy-a-bike segment at the very end that's live action <laughs> where they where they have these characters coming in, they're trying to show them these are the bike frames you can buy and this is the one that's going to be best for you or yeah, it's I, I mix on it I, I like the characters, don't like a lot of the interactions, a lot of the how-tos is kind of boring, but it has some moments in it that I like, I, I like the cast so I'm just hoping that they do something more with them than yeah, yeah alright, uh, Onihei this one is also streaming on Amazon exclusively, slated for 13 episodes. We're on episode three of it, being done by Studio M2, it's based off of Namble. And this one takes place back in 1783 in the Tenmei era. Um, we follow the chief officer of the crime and arson prevention division, Um <laughs> It was funny because the first episode opened up with this show, jumping back in this you know way, way older period of Japan, and it had this whole thing where this guy is a thief, and he gets captured by Hezo, uh, or they call him the Onihei. And they're trying to get him to tell him information. They're beating the crap out of him, and they throw him in jail. And at some point, he overhears them talking about this other uh, guy that's doing these crimes, and he's like, oh, I want to help you out with that. And it was I almost thought it was going to be this thing of, like, this was his story, like this thief. This entire thing was going to be about this thief. And it ends up being about the guy that's capturing these thieves. So, it was a really interesting twist or interesting shift. Well, I guess the technically the guy's still there, but interesting shift to this idea that it's basically just a uh Tenmai era story about a crime fighter, basically you know, samurais and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I definitely have uh, I'm entertained by the show, it definitely gives me a lot of my desires for like a you know, a Ronnie Kenshin or something like that all over again. Um, it does have some moments of it that are kind of a little bit slow, but for the most part, I, I like the more, it's, it's kind of got the same vibe as something that's like, you know, uh, Joker game where it's just kind of these, these little stories, each episode as they kind of tackle another crimes and try to solve the crime. Uh, the people that are involved with it, I thought the, the second episode was, Especially Unsettling, I, I really didn't like where the story ends up concluding, but it's one of those things of like, you know, that's that's what kind of happened. You kind of have to deal with it and move on with your lives kind of moment. Uh, the third episode was pretty solid. So they're really cool little in, in little stories. But unlike Joker game, you're kind of sticking with the Onihei and you're you're following him as he's trying to solve each one of these crimes. You got have assassin that's coming after him or he's going after this thief or he's going after this... This, this guy that's, you know, killing indiscriminately for this other woman. It's it's really cool little stuff that's kind of middling in there. Um, stylistically and visually, it looks good. I've enjoyed the style of it. There was... The fight in the second episode was a little bit, you know, anticlimactic. But uh, it kind of showed me in the third episode that they still want to kind of keep up these really cool little sword fights that I'm really into because, like I said, having <laughs> a lack of Kinshin kind of shows is really kind of... Uh, left me with a desire for that so i'm really enjoying it
1: yeah this was kind of a pleasant little surprise i'm mean, I, i'm not as high on it as i think uh andrew is but at the same time i to me the the way this show is kind of working out is you have uh hazo who is kind of the main character per se and if anybody tells you that the thief is the main character, and this is a crap show. You probably don't want to listen to them. <laughs> they didn't watch past episode one, because I don't exactly. think he's even in the second episode. <laughs> he's not. And that, that was the funny thing. That's how you ended up knowing that this person did not watch this show. He does not know anything. <laughs> but no, it, it is an interesting... I, I kind of am interested in in this show as a... Kind of an interesting little, this is how this person ended up in going down the life of crime. And that's, I think, where they're kind of doing their character study. And I think it's interestingly done that each one of them so far, I mean, we've only seen three episodes and each one of them has been a different life of crime and how they ended up. Yes, Hazo is kind of kind of an investigator slash the main protagonist slash the the. Conduit of this story that is being portrayed to you, and I think that it's really being it's it's interestingly done, and I do think it looks good, and it's been an entertaining show to say the least, yeah, yeah. A, a pleasant surprise, definitely.
0: It was it was one of those shows where
1: the preview we had nothing but a
0: cover art, <laughs> and and then when we when it was popped up on Amazon, I'm like, well, I already did this for Scums, Witch, I might as well check out Unihay also, and and I, literally still then. Only had a cover art to work with. Click it, to start the episode. I'm like, hey, this actually looks pretty good. I hope it actually does something solid. But there was a fear there of nobody's even talking about this at all. There was no information, you know, preview wise that we had to go with. What can this possibly offer? And it ends up doing something that's actually really, really entertaining and, and interesting. So, um, and have a show that's a period piece is definitely a plus as well. So, if you're going with Scumwish, if you if you're thinking about going with first after Scumwish, it's like okay, you have this also there that you can check out. So give it a shot. And there's another one we'll talk about later, but that's also on another network. So rewrite second season, uh, or rewrite Hen and Tedahen. And this one is streaming on Crunchyroll. Although we don't know how many episodes it's going for, but we're on episode four of it so far, and it's being done by Studio 8 Bit based off of a visual novel. And I don't really want to get into the story-wise, because I guess it would be technically in spoiler territory, but it kind of opened up the first season, this idea of this guy who is in a club, and their whole purpose was to find and prove uh, supernatural things existing or not, all for the desire that if he could prove that something supernatural exists, he could grab the boob of the, the girl that owned the room that they were actually technically in for the club, so yeah. And then it kind of goes into each one of the characters and their crazy, psychotic, uh issues that they're kind of dealing with and then it kind of ended with a really crappy ending and then we went into the second season where it kind of is uh, apparently doing the the moon uh arc and the terror arc i'm assuming there's those names but yeah um it's a lot more interesting than the first season i'll give it that <laughs> um it was a little bit repetitive and overly brutal at the very beginning um but it kind of started shaping into something that was cohesive um is it's, it's a very loose term because it's actually still confusing as hell but um, I don't think it's meant to be understood uh it looks it still looks bad um but and just like it's kind of sue but I don't think they care anymore um every now and then <laughs> Every now and then it looks good, but then when you have like the dinosaur CG things show up and the girl hits it with a CG log and it it's like they're both CG. Why could you not have the CG log <laughs> collide to the CG dinosaur? You literally had the, the log stop and the dinosaur fell over. It's like it looks bad, but yeah, I I don't know. I I'm I i do not know I don't even know where I'm going with it yet. I I it's more cohesive than the very beginning season but it's still not cohesive at all and it looks bad. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm more entertained than I was with the first season, I guess as a, as a positive, I can give it. I'm still sad because I want this to be fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for all these kind of shards of this broken mess to come together. And I see them trying to, to bring the mess together it's like they're sweeping everything up. <laughs> well i mean i understand the gist of it
0: literally the first season was a thread and the second season the beginning of it showed a ton of threads being thrown out there exactly and then they, they're trying to find the thread that is the thread that needs to be the thread yeah and it's like but you're still confusing everything around that <laughs>
1: why couldn't you just said that because everything else is confusing. Right. That's Where are we I mean. at? They're, they're, it's, it's like the they're there, trying to you? pull everything together. But it's it's still... they, they, they And maybe that's in the next arc. I, 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 I'll admit. I, it I seems I like with next, episode four, arc, that was the end of that arc. It yeah. felt like an end of an arc. And, and it feels like the next arc m- should be the big explanation of everything. So I'm holding out But oh. it's just
0: another route. That's the problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm assuming it's another route. I don't know. Anyways, that's
0: enough of that one. Schoolgirl, St- <laughs> Schoolgirl Strikers animation channel. When I was talking earlier about like uh, with the Minami bicycling club, this is the same one. This is that that same that this is the other one I was talking about. Where I think the characters are cute and they're fun, but yeah, do something. Uh, or this is uh, again Schoolgirl Strike animation channel. it streaming on Crunchyroll, slated for twelve epi- or thirteen episodes. We're on episode four of it. JC staff is being done. Uh, there's a studio doing it, and it's based off of a game by Square Enix. Um, and this one takes place in the Goryu Academy. Goryu Ukan Academy, I guess is the best way to put it. And this academy seems to be a place where it, it gathers girls, it, it gives them, and those that are chosen, they can become part of this team of fighters who can then go out and fight Beat these weird looking blob things that are attacking the world <laughs> and there's something about different worlds and how people are drawn from those these these points between the worlds and drawn in I don't know but yeah so you join these girls who all fight and attack the things this one um I was afraid it would be another gunslinger stratos because it had everything written around it being a gunslinger stratos sequel <laughs> um thankfully the visual animation for like the combat sequences it's like it's uses cg but it does a really good job of hiding it so it looks fun and energetic but then there's like the other like i don't know 90 90 95 of the show where it's just basically the girls sitting around talking about things like should we eat some more or should we work out no we can't work out because then i'll get f- i'll get muscly and i'll look ugly and i'll get fatter it's like, like I said with the Cycle Club, it's like I, I think the characters are cute and they're fun, but their, t- their discussions are boring as hell. I could care less about them. Half the time I'm checking my phone because it's just they're boring conversations. It's it reminds me of like Naria girls, where, where it was like the, it seems like it's just natural chatter between two people about just random things that they're thinking about, but none of it's ever interesting and none of it has any kind of substance to the story or 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 character progression
1: happening it's just them talking and it is it's boring a lot of filler chat see here's the the way i look at it 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 feels like to me i and i and i i don't think i've ever said this before this is my first director type thing it's like (laughs) this is the first time somebody has tried to make a game into an anime and they they've got a story they think and they've got some really great voice actresses. So what do I do with this? Well, my my let's fight to talk is only about gonna, cake. my fight is only going to take about this long. So I've got this much time to fill. So let's put them on a a mystery. We're going to go and solve this mystery of finding the person who's looking at people. So let's let's watch these two characters sit here and talk on talk and on it. and on and on and on. And 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 that's how this I mean, it 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 never I like the characters and I think that the voice acting is great. I think that the character designs look good. I think that the battles are fine. I I don't have a real particular problem with the battles, but I'm not the the There's no way to expert. them whatsoever. <laughs> Andrew's the action expert, not me. Um but Outside of that, the characters themselves, they don't interact well. And I think that that is the biggest flaw of the show. You don't have anything that's drawing you in and making you want to watch these characters interact.
0: Uh, Let's move on to Seiden. This one's streaming on Crunchyroll, slated for 12 episodes. We're on episode four. It's been done by Studio Gakumi and Axes. And the source is an original. This one's basically the one that's being done by the same guy, like an Amigami SS and stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of a, the apparent thing because uh, essentially it follows a boy who is in school. And the what's interesting about this particular show and was the same with with the other show was that essentially what it seems now is kind of confirmed is four episodes is basically him going down a route for one of the girls. And then on episode five reset, and then he goes and is, you know, pursues or is pursued by another girl, and they kind of go on the route of that girl. And I'm assuming on episode 8, that's going to end, and in episode 9, it's going to go with the last girl. I, um, visually looks good. I love the character designs. I loved oh my God, SS is that character designs. I loved the other one, which I cannot think off the top of my head. Uh, Rouge, um, Kiss was the same one. Omega yeses okay yeah those two love the character designs they're absolutely beautiful characters I just every single one of the characters that pops on the screens I just fall in love with them they're beautiful characters they're fun characters they had some really cool interactions but the first arc uh, was a good, it was a good arc I enjoyed the character that he's kind of pursuing she's very mischievous I thought she was a little bit too forward for my taste personally but she was a fun character uh she was entertaining I loved how she kind of broke the main character and her teasing and whatnot. A lot of fun, a lot of great little moments. Um, didn't care much for how it ended, but that's fine. Um, and I'm I'm assuming, from what I've kind of browsed this, the next episode, I'm assuming I'm going to love the next character, too. So the, the great female cast they're kind of interacting with and kind of messing around with the main character. My only problem with the show is the main character is boring as all get. And if if he doesn't have a cute He's girl... He's an in the,
1: idiot! If,
0: she doesn't, if there's not a female <laughs> character in that screen... I am bored to tears. He is as plain as you can get in white rice. He is that (laughs) dull and plain. So that's my only hang up. And I love the female characters. They look beautiful. I love the interactions between uh, on them and how they mess with the main character. But the main character is boring as gets, And that's my only problem with the show. So, yeah.
1: Yep. That's pretty much my biggest hang up is dude's an idiot. Um, Girl absolutely wonderful had so much fun um, just following their little route i can't wait to see the next two routes i'm not going to even state that uh i i can guess that the other two are going to be good but i do think that they could be good based on one character so we'll we'll see how it all ends out um but yeah that's i think it looks great interactions were great had a lot of fun in the first art can't wait to see the next two
0: yeah yeah they're fun little, little love little love stories too so it's definitely interesting to have a show that actually pushes to that that final conclusion which not a, not a great conclusion so far but we'll see what the other ones do uh next one Genroku rakugo shinju 2 or Roku rakugo shinju sokoroku futa tabi hen um, this one is being strained on Crunchyroll, slated for an unknown amount of episodes. We're on episode five of it, being done by Studio Dean, and it's based off a manga. Gush, 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 move on. Pretty much. <laughs> no, um, actually, I say with the first season, I'm, I'm not going to get in full detail here because it'll probably be in the review whenever we review it. I want to sit here and gush, uh, talk extensively on this one, but... Um, what I had a fear of with the first season and going into the conclusion and being announced to the second season was my fear was I love the characters of the first season, their whole backstory story with Sakura and Yakumo, great story, great character developments, great rakugo performances, love every bit of it, fantastically directed. How can they continue this? Going into season two, I can honestly say, based off five episodes. I've really only had about four or five moments where I'm like, this is great. I love this. The rest of it has been meh to boring for me. I do not care for Yatoro. I think that they're skipping a lot of his character developments. They do a lot of time skipping. I mean, from the first episode, we jump past all this training that he's done. Then we're jumping again. He's, he's, He's a known person. And then we're jumping again. And it's just... It's jumping past his character developments. It's jumping past him and Kanatsu's uh, relationship. It's it's skipping crucial things and suddenly out of nowhere characters are acting differently with each other. So they're skipping crucial points. The rockako performances are non-existent and that's a huge thing of what I loved about the first season. I loved the Rakako performances. The, here we get maybe four seconds of it and then it jumps to another scene or it skips to another person talking and we're not getting those performances. So it's I have about 5 standout moments that I've loved about this season. Great little scenes with fantastic characters and what they're doing and what they're dealing with. Um, but outside of that, I've been very disappointed, and and that's saying because I love the death the first season and I want another first season to happen. So
1: yeah, um, I've I've actually found that I've I've actually I don't want to say that I felt. I don't want to say that I felt bored because I do think that there has been a couple of slow moments in this, the beginning of this season. But for the most part, I very much have felt like I've been pulled along this story and I've actually still been sucking it up. I still do. I, I Maybe there is this aspect of wanting it to be as good as it. I feel like it is. And the last episode, absolutely, for me, just knocked it out of the park. But was that because they... Yakumo and Kanatsu. Huh? That's why it's
0: knocked out of the park, is because Yakumo and Kanatsu. Those are the two characters that are still fantastic. It's
1: just whenever it's just Yatoro and the book writer and... That stuff is just The book writer has not really done much for me. Yatoro has done good, but I... He's still struggling, and yet you see this. Okay, he's a he's a master technically. So why is he still struggling with his craft? And you there there is some inconsistencies, but at the same time, I don't think it has been enough to have dragged it down. I just think that Yotaro is not showing as. See, when it comes to Yakumo, Yakumo through the first season, he was constantly growing and becoming more yotaro has kind of skipped his progression i gotcha i i'm not (laughs) going to disagree with you but at the same time i still see some growth in his character but at this it it has been with like konatsu what he did with konatsu he when uh when that one big drama point hit um see i would have seen him doing that in the first season, just as much as I've seen him doing at the moment that he did it, that's the. Problem. But then you wouldn't have gotten Yakumo and and Sokoraku's, uh story. No, I'm I'm just I'm just saying that Yotaro
0: as a character has always been the same. I'm saying that if he had a chance to confront that guy for Konatsu, he would have done it way back in season one because he's always been that way. He's not growing technically. Now he did grow in the idea of accepting his 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 issue quote-unquote on his back
1: but outside of that i don't know no, I'm,
0: I'm gonna shut up now
1: <laughs> at any rate i i think that the story is it's kind of slowed a little bit but i do th- still think that there is something really great here and i can't wait to see where it goes in the in the grand scheme yeah i'm I'm definitely excited to see what happened
0: with Yakumo. i i there's still something there that's happening there's kind of jumped right into it at the end of episode five that i'm sure we'll see uh, Spirit Pact, or Ling Qi, I'm guessing is the, the name. This one streamed on Crunchyroll, slated for 20 episodes. Yay! We're on episode three of it. I don't think we're we'll going any further. Uh, this was another one of the Hallliners Holander, Animation League, uh, based off of a web manga, which I'm assuming is a Chinese web manga. Um, not really going to say much here. Guy uh, is part of a family of exorcists. Their, their lineage has gone down the tube, so he works at some little shop and he collects parts and dump heap uh, at some point he dies and some guy who is an exorcist a part of a huge family says i need you to be my shadow spirit or something like that uh so make a pact with me and here use this ring that we both put on our fingers and it makes a pact and then he's been basically dragging him around since then to be his exorcist and they're kind of going into the guy's the exorcist guy's story which is kind of the yeah uh just key points, and I'll move on. It looks terrible. The comedy is way bad and very poorly timed. Um, the serious moments aren't that serious because the comedy is poorly executed, um, and there really doesn't seem like there's really much there story wise that I'm I've been all that interested in. So, and I'm not wanting to do another on Nurse story. <laughs> so.
1: I'm I'm not even going to try and be nice on this one. I didn't care for it. I'm done with it. <laughs> Uh,
0: Tell of hysteria the X or the Cross second season being streamed on Dice Key and on Funimation as both sub and apparently they're dubbing it. Uh, this one is slated for twelve episodes. We're on episode four. Being done by the Studio Ufutable and is based off of a game. You can check out our full review of the first season, so I'm not going to go in huge detail on this one, but it's basically about a guy who uh, has become the next Shepherd, who has been you know the Shepherd that has been talked about for generations, but it's always been like this legend. But apparently he's the next one in line, um, because he's one of these few humans that can actually see and converse with these seraphims that are these ma- these other beings besides the humans that used to be live alongside the humans, but they don't longer anymore. Um, but it's Sorey, who is the main character, who is the shepherd. His whole purpose now is to actually go out and be a shepherd, which is where you they take out. Uh, the maleficence that is in the world that is corrupting humans and and beasts and all like, um yeah I, I thought the first season was good, I enjoyed it. It looked beautiful, uh, besides the really crappy CG uh, <laughs> CG beasts and bats and dragons and stuff, but it didn't really do anything fantastic, um, and I think the second season has been fantastic in the fact that it took this focus kind of away from Sore more. Of course, Sorey is still kind of progressing, um, which I think is doing a lot more with this season than before. Um, and more focus on Rose, who is somebody who joined him back in the first season. And we've got like, a little bit of Rose's story in the first season, but now they're really diving into it. They're diving into the people that she's been with this entire time, what's motivated her, and what her goal is. And it's given this kind of reverse visual of basically it's it's Rose and, and Sorey is kind of like two opposites there, there's like the light and hope and then there's like the dark and there's you know the darker side of things and I like that more realistic look of things uh, whereas Sorey is more you know upbeat and let's everything let's make it magical kind of thing so it's been great. I, I thought that her, I've, I've loved going into her story. I think the end of episode four was I was enthralled and I wanted to see what happened and it cut off and it annoyed me because I was into what was happening. Uh, so I've actually I've loved this season a lot more than I did the first season. So I am excited to see what they do going forward uh, because I'm definitely invested now. So,
1: yeah, it definitely feels like like a has finally pulled this story together and they've got it. Height, and they are pushing their narrative forward, and I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I, I, I wanted to, I, what you were trying to say that it was like the light side of justice and the dark side of justice. Right. It, I, I think that, that that kind of hinge on there, it, and and I want to, I want to say that, or was it the quote is sometimes uh, bad people just need to die or something like right. that. Right. I, I, I think it's really an interesting thing that they're diving into with those two characters. And I really want to see where that that pushes forward, and I can't see this wait to see that re- resolution on that. I'm having a lot of fun with the show. Having it's it's it looks great still. If, if anybody's doubted that, it's unfutable. So yeah, yeah. Udara
0: This one's streaming on Amazon and also the Anime Network, which is really great because I thought it was going to be only on the Anime Network, but then popped up on Amazon, which not great for some people. But there's three shows now that you can watch. Um, this one is slated for 12 episodes, we're on episode 3 of it, being done by studio JC Staff, based off of a 4 comma manga, and this one takes place in the Labyrinth Town or Maricho. which is basically a town where people of different types of fortune-telling and whatnot come into one location, and there's multiple levels to the town, which doesn't make any sense, because at some point they said that you have to be a certain level to pass this gate, um, but there's, like, more skilled people there that get paid more for services but technically citizens wouldn't be able to get to that anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay at least i wasn't alone on that one um but anyway it's a fort town and everybody trains to become better um as they do more things and train their art they can go up in levels into this location and it, it joins right off the bat uh basically a group of uh four girls who are just becoming students of merit show they all re- got like request forms to come into the town and become a part of it chia is like some girl that was basically raised for a good portion of her life by animals it seems uh she's a very wild girl um she's one of these girls that gets this later and she arrives there and she's very much out of place amongst these other people who are you know more civilized and not animal girls um but yeah it basically follows. Uh, Chia and these other three girls as basically Chia finds out that her mother's there and she wants to see her mother but her mother is in like one of the higher levels and so she needs to train to get to the point where she can see her mother Um, but yeah and then insanity happens it basically is kind of revolved around this idea of here's them training they're looking at different ways of telling uh, fortune telling and mayhem happens and cuteness happens and if, you're, if you want to say you're sorry, you have to show your belly.
1: Yes, this is the show that everybody's been bashing because <laughs> she keeps showing her belly. Who cares? It's fun. It's cute. It's I, I've i had a lot of fun with it. Um, I can't really ha- say that there has been. I mean, yes, there's a, a little bit of a slow here and there while it's setting up for the next joke. But for the most part, I've had a lot of fun watching it. And I think it looks good. Yeah, I love the characters. I think it looks
0: good. Um, I've had a lot of fun there, but I, th- in my opinion, I've had a lot of points where it's like, meh, not really. This this skit is not working for me, but it's not not bad anyway. I've I've enjoyed a lot of it. I think Chia is absolutely adorable. Uh, Koyomi, I loved her little goofy skit. A lot of good characters. So, yeah. Our next show we have is Saga of Tanya the Evil or Yojo Senki. This one's streaming on Crunchyroll and is also getting a Funimation dub. Uh, slated for 12 episodes. We're on episode 5 of it. It's being done by Studio Nut, And the source is a light novel. And this one... <laughs> how do I...
1: How did we How talk about we this? Saying, um, were we saying that this might be the, the, the surprise gem of the season? Is that what we were, we were saying on this one? I don't know if we were saying... I know that we were super excited about it coming into it. Right. So I
0: yeah, I definitely could see that. Uh, but yeah, this one essentially follows a girl named Tanya who is part of the Imperial Army. And she seems like she's pretty crazy and very hard on her subordinates. And they, it's basically like in a World War I setting where, yeah, you have World War I war, but you also have this element of mages. The people are seen as having potential to be mages. They get these gems and they get these kind of gravity boots that they put on their foot and it allows them to fly around and they can project magic out of their guns. But other than that, other than those kind of select people that have those abilities, everything else is pretty much normal world war one, people running on the ground, shooting uh, motors and stuff like that. But it follows Tanya. She's one of the people with this, this magic capability seems like she has a little bit more than most people do. She's also a officer over
1: many of the people. Just so everybody knows, this is not Izetta. Yeah, I know that you, you're thinking that, but it's not. Okay. Just warning. That was technically World War II setting. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. No confusion.
0: Anyways, um, but yeah, it, it's quickly established that she's kind of nuts. Um, she's very ruthless. Um, she's willing to send her people out to death if she needs to be. Um, she has very little room for mercy. She's pretty crazy. Um, but then it kind of, I don't I don't even know if I want to talk about it, but in the second episode, they kind of show exactly why Tanya is the way Tanya is. Um, it's kind of this weird twist of fates that somebody, basically, she came from something where she denied God and God, or the gods of that world, or the, they call this one god, uh, um, being she calls him being X. She calls him being X. But it's basically this: being X is trying to get her to acknowledge that gods exist, and she denies it. <laughs> and the way to I don't pro- care that you're talking to me. I don't ex- acknowledge you. <laughs> the way to force her to acknowledge that being X and that the gods exist is by forcing her to be in a a time of turmoil and danger. And that's why she is now on the battlefields in this kind of World War One setting. And that's really kind of where it kicks off. And you're kind of following her as she's trying to basically find the easy life, which she's not really technically allowed. And she's put in some very dis- difficult dis- situations and she's given uh, people to kind of step on as stepping stones. And that's really where I'm getting the most entertainment out in this show is Tanya is wicked. She's dangerous. She's got to She gets a she gets granted the ability to be powerful And the way that she tries to manipulate other people or step on other people as stepping stones to get what she wants but at the same time being foiled is what I enjoy about this show. I love this show for that, and I've enjoyed it from beginning to episode five, and I can't wait for more. So that's it.
1: Yeah, and and of course, and, oh she's, yeah, Ayuki. Also, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Tepez, Clementine from Overlord. Absolutely knocking it out of the park, I and mean, we ended up hearing her voice on another show, and she was doing the same thing. She she loves Akiba's that trip of all places. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, she just stood out like a sore thumb right there, and and it, and it's it, it is so so. I, and it, it's so funny because there was a lot of people who were just absolutely bashing this show and refusing to watch this show because oh it's a lolly doing really awesome things I I ain't gonna give it the time of day you're missing out on the entire point of this show it is so well done
0: yeah I agree when they first said that it was it was this whole thing of oh well I I know it's for those people that go oh she's so awesome and cool and it's like yeah I'm <laughs> and I love it <laughs> but then there's also this other layer to it which is her pretty much trying to outsmart people for her own gain, but failing miserably half the time. So it's like, I love how evil she is. She's technically bad, but at the same time, I love watching her fail <laughs> just as much as I love seeing her conquer things. So, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, our next one we have in our last full length show is Eldedive, and this one is streaming on Crunchyroll and is getting a Funimation dub. It's later for 12 episodes, and we're on episode three of it. It's been done by Studio Pro, and is based off of a manga. And this one follows Chuta, who is a normal, average, everyday boy, but the fact that he can hear some kind of voices in his head, and it often makes him look like an idiot. Um, at some point, he gets teleported into a spaceship, and the spaceship is full of people that are part of this Eldelive, who are an organization that stops aliens from doing things and breaking the order of... Basically, they're okay with aliens, but they don't like when aliens are doing things that step out of line. It's kind of like Men in Black. There you go. Is They're okay with aliens, but then when the alien does something that might break the order of things, they want to stop them. And Chuta kind of has the potential of becoming one of these people because he has this... There was like a smell or something like that, an aura about him. Um, and it turns out he is thrown into a mission of finding something, fights it, and then uh, suddenly out of nowhere, this gigantic weird thing which is the voice that was in his head comes out of his belly and it's called Drew and Drew is this kind of thing that is a personification or gets stronger or weaker based off of his confidence in himself. So yeah, it's basically following him as he's a part of this elder live and is partnered up often with this girl that he's actually with his school who thinks he is a hentai des and he's an idiot and he needs to go away. So, yeah.
1: Which we all know it's because she secretly loves him. And wants to protect mean, him, yes. It's, it's going to come out. Yep, yep, yep. Because
0: they, <laughs> I think at some point they mentioned that they had the flashy thing, like in Men in Black, and he probably flashy thing at each other and forgot that they're actually in love in their previous life. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Not, not <laughs> doing anything for me. We're trying to come up with a way to Deep say this. Deep story that makes us interested in it. We want to nicely say it ain't working. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Not, not terrible, but not working. Yeah, it's not working. I
0: don't like the character designs, except for the Neko girl. That's not even in the show half like, but maybe two seconds per episode. Cause she's
1: in the, <laughs> she's
0: in the, she's in the, the main.
1: She's, she's a side ship, character man. on the side part of the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then it's got Ria Kajimia as the, the the little thing that pops out of his belly in in uh, inappropriate uh, symbolized symbolized ways. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Ria Kajimiya is not making it to where I can watch this show, so I guess that tells you something.
1: It's just not, not terrible, just not really it, Yeah, it's, it, it's fine. You know, I mean, hopefully it'll figure something out. Maybe when I'm Misuzu breaks her story and actually, I think Misuzu could be interesting. I think, uh, I think you know, Angel Girl will work. <laughs> it's there's an angel. Like,
0: this show cannot decide what it wants to do stylized. <laughs> it's like, you have boy in a school, shows up in some crazy futuristic looking ship. There's a gigantic moon guy with arms that likes to flex. <laughs> then a thing comes out of his belly in a very uh, inappropriate way. And they even point that out. And then they kind of jump forward and she's fighting this thing. And then suddenly she becomes an angel in a, in a, in a swimsuit.
1: And it's like, what the hell are you doing? Anyways. The, 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 the artist is like, oh, that looks cool. Let me add that to my show. <laughs> Man, you know what the cool? A gigantic muscle-faced
0: moon that has flexing muscles. Yeah, do it. All right. we all we have really left is uh, shorts. I'm gonna run through a couple here, which is gonna really much talk. Uh, on ha, one half. Is that the one with
1: the bishy chibi yeah. boys? Yeah. It's
0: basically uh, cute, cute little boys who are like great, and they talk about their daily lives and why Wait, how awesome they're so they popular. Are. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you like cute boys and they're chibi fied, definitely check it out. Um, Next one we have is Force Fairy 5. This is like, whenever people say this is the worst show of the season, you go, no, look at Force Fairy 5. (laughs) (laughs) Or Mori no Yoisei Kinoku no Musume. Uh, Yeah, this one is... (laughs) Okay, the best way I can explain it it's like one of those really cheaply done Chinese MMO or Korean MMOs that are trying to get a buck out of people by setting up an MMO game that you like the character designs or something, which not here. Um, and then they have a whole bunch of paid stuff that you can get that makes you actually be able to beat the game at all. It looks like one of those really crappy looking ones. And then somebody grabbed your monitor and hacked it so that the contrast and brightness could go far beyond what
1: could capable of the monitor so much we, we, that we were it's we were concerned so about bright, your you know, we, were, we were we were concerned about Andrew's TV for a little bit because it was just trying so hard to make the entire room as bright as possible at some point the character asked can you see me literally I said no, no. <laughs> I cannot see you can't see nobody <laughs> you're Somewhere in that big
0: blob of white in the middle of the screen that seems to constantly
1: be and y'all there. Y'all think that we're joking? Go and watch it. You don't even have to watch it for more than a, about two minutes, and you will understand what we're talking about. The lens flares on this show <laughs> just bright. Turn your contrast down before. You,
0: no, it's it's, and it's not just that. It's 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 in the same vein as something like Naria, uh, the Naria Girls, or the. Uh, what was that other one that we watched? That was kind of similar. It's basically where they have a microphone set up next to somebody's face and they talk about random stupid crap. But it's more. It seems like it's more focused on the idea of explaining this world that I have no care for whatsoever because it's just. It looks bad. It's all it, the entire thing's CG. And they want it to be their cute. microphones I... pop half the time. It crackles. the The audio sucks
1: bad. So yeah, no. They they want it to be cute. I don't have a problem with it. I as far as the characters, but it, the problem is you can't see them. the The audio quality was not all that great, it, and it, it it felt like it was moving too slow so that they could get that little bit of extra dialogue in there. <laughs> but I was so distracted by everything else on the screen, the particle effects, everything else going on. It was like. I I I can't I can't my my visual cortex was overloaded and it was bleeding over into my sen- my other senses and and it, it just yeah right, well. we seem to be very down on shorts but let's get into some shorts that
0: we can be happy and positive about <laughs> no, you Days can. this one we can Nanko Days stream <laughs> on Crunchyroll two minute long shorts we're on episode four of it done by EMT Square or two whatever you want to call it four common mangas was based off of. And this one follows the girls of th- this girl named Tomoko who has a troubling life or boring life. I don't remember what its she said. Poor she has. But such then when a rough she comes life. home, that's where she finds her peace and love because it's your house is full of four uh, little cat girls, who are four cats who are personified as little cat girls, and they're cute she and they're chibi three. and they're cute. Huh? She only has three. She has Maru right, and Chi. Right, right, right. right. Elsa Three. is probably Sorry. the other girls. Yeah, probably. But yeah, they're adorable. They're fun. They're cute. And this two minutes per episode. It's literally like, oh, well, I had a troubling day. These are cute. And then it's pretty much over. And then, okay, there's this other girl who likes cats. And then she goes home. And then she ponders about the fact that she had experience with this girl. And they're cute. So, yeah. If you like cats, you like Neko girls, you like cute things, you love fuzzy things... And just want a quick show to put a smile on your face. That's pretty much what days is. Yep. And I'll probably say the same exact thing when I talk about it in our review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one we have is One Room. Uh, <laughs> this one's being streamed on Crunchyroll, say for 12 episodes, one episode four. They're four minute long shows, and it's being done by Typhoon Graphics. I'm assuming those two girls are the other girls that we'll be seeing later. I'm assuming, yes. I'm, I'm assuming that, yes. Very, very astute observation. But yeah, uh, this is the one that I'm like was hyped about because it's being done by the same guy that did the character designs for Haneko, which I think is does absolutely awesome, cute moe girls. Um, <laughs> but it's basically a first-person perspective story about a girl. Well, they're they're different stories. It's technically gonna be a it's gonna be three stories. Um, so we got what four episodes the- for one girl. they're gonna be four episodes for another girl, and then four episodes for another girl. What was the sleeping boys? Oh, uh, Makano Danchi? Makano Danchi. That's no, no, they no. Show no. Not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> because that one, you're going, each episode you're going into a room with a creepy guy and you want to kill yourself. <laughs> this one is where you're screaming at the girl that's, you're you are screaming past the main character f- from his perspective. It's like, it's like you're in the main character's head and you're screaming out of his eyeballs telling the girl to run. Like, (laughs) you shouldn't be here. No, you don't want to marry him just because he helped you pass your stupid exam. That's not how you find love.
1: (laughs) Run, girl.
0: (laughs) Like, yeah, anyway, it's basically, it's it's just basically a first-person perspective. You're the main character, first-person perspective, and you're watching this girl. She comes over, you're helping her with her classwork to help get her to get her college, or pass her exam to go to the college that she wants to go to or university she wants to go to and then it was pretty much that and then i'm assuming like episode five we're gonna go into another one it's just yeah it it does have a creepiness to it um <laughs> like i said i'm screaming for the girl to run because i i feel that she's like chris kept saying the entire time you're so unguarded i had that it's like you don't want to go into that guy's house like that easy but yeah, it, there's a there's a innocence to it that you oh, might have a, to.
1: There's a random stranger here. Let me go to your house and study for yeah. a test with you. <laughs> I just oh, I can sleep here tonight? No, no,
0: you <laughs> don't want to sleep at this house. Go home. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's an element there of like you have to push the element of innocence. Like you're not going to enjoy this show unless you either laugh at it. Or you see it in very innocent eyes because otherwise it is gonna be a very <laughs> scary show to watch. But there was a side We're I mean, I was have hoping, so much fun with the show. <laughs> I was I was hoping there would be a side to it of like just turn real dark. Just suddenly out of nowhere, <laughs> this Yui girl Re- reveals that she's actually a vampire and she was trying to get the main character to 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 trust her enough that she just <laughs> suddenly out of nowhere blood flies on the screen and she's biting into his neck or something like I wanted to go full on crazy. But I don't think that's going to happen. The so.
1: truth was that Yui was a Yandere the entire time. Yeah.
0: Like, suddenly out of nowhere, <laughs> the main character's perspective turns to another girl and suddenly, like... No, yeah, sh- no, 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 And no, no, he no, turned no, no, back no, no. and she's no, got no. a knife we, in her hand. Uh,
1: here's the truth. We're going to get through this, this other, these other two oh girls. Uh, the, the this, this other, other two oh, girls. my gosh. And, gonna and then at the end, Yui's going to randomly walk up and go, <laughs> Did you forget about me? With her, you know, a shout tilt nice going on. <laughs> nice boat. <laughs> Slink... <laughs>
0: Are? head falls off or something yeah it's gonna get really dark um yeah i can't i can kind of can't wait for the other ones but it a lot of my draw to this one is i just love the character designs i think i think uh kontaku is an excellent uh character designer i it just makes me want him to go make another haneko or something a full-length show with cute girls doing cute things um but
1: yeah I'll jokes to aside that. it's cute it's fun yeah. it's not doing anything special so if you're not into this show you're not going to love it um moving on how the hell do i say this piazza Vele, my italian cooking
0: piazza watashi no italian uh this one's streaming on crunchyroll five minutes per episode slated for 12 we're on three being done by zero zero g based off of wide manga this one's basically about a mar- this girl named Marina. she gets a part-time job at a italian uh restaurant and the cook is some kind of chibi kid who's very tsundere. And she's basically learning each or meeting each one of the different chefs and their weird quirks and, yeah, not really doing much. So, I'm very meh on it. I didn't get much out of it besides a couple maybe laughs here and there. Other than that, it's just a very
1: meh show. I thought the gr- main 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 girl is cute and her interactions in general were kind of fun. And so I'm I'm I'm, Hitty warm was. on it. I, I'm Cutie-hitty Was kind of funny though. He was he was a chef that like over explained things. <laughs> yeah, I'm generally warm on it. I think it's 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 just fine as a short. I I wouldn't want a full show of this.
0: <laughs> I kind of wish it were like three minute episodes or something. I don't know. Last uh, one we have is Kuro Sensei Quest. It's one stream on Crunchyroll, slated for twelve episodes. I think they're also doing a dub with. Animation as well. This is uh, not the proper pictures for these characters. I couldn't I don't know find either. the chibi pictures. Slay <laughs> for 12 episodes. We're on four, they're 10 minute long each and being done by Studio Lersch And It's based off of a manga. I think the original show is based off of a manga. This is basically the shorts that kind of kicked off with the movie and it started streaming on Crunchyroll, which was great. Um, but it's basically take the characters from the assassination classroom, make them all chibi fied. Um, basically set up the same exact story, except for they're not learning in school. They're learning about how to kill the sensei, which was basically the same concept of the show. It's basically an excuse to same take the same setting, premise, and everything, throw some JRPG elements into it, and then slap this... It's a remix. A, this, ...this fantasy element into it. That's basically all it is. It's, it's a remix. got the same exact concept, same exact kind of silly humor a lot more violent humor actually i think this to.
1: i think this as far as humor wise is much better 10 times better much I, better than i absolutely think this is hilarious the first episode was not a good indicator i I, right. I i hate to say that the but second episode on i've absolutely had a lot of fun i think it's hilarious
0: yeah, I'm not. In the, I'm not in the realm of hilarious. I think every time Karma screw, is on the screen, I laugh, which I can't help but laugh at Karma. Uh, his whole thing is basically uh, he's cursed because every time he looks down on people, he something bad happens to him. So like every time he's talking, he he's always talking down to somebody, and pans are hitting him on the head, or the ground uh, opens up underneath him. It's a trap door, and <laughs> it says, I can't stop laughing at that. So. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. I think I think the humor is much better here than it was in the real Assassination Classroom. But, of course, Assassination Classroom was mixing in, you know, action and, you know, drama beats to the story as well. So, I guess yeah, we don't expect, finally have
1: no... I don't expect any... There's no indication that there's going to be any drama, and this is pure comedy. I
0: think the probably the only thing I would warn people on is any scene with Irina in it... Uh, each, no, each her, episode her last, has it, a segment.
1: Half, she had an episode, and that wasn't that way.
0: Each episode, they have a cut point in the middle of the episode where they basically have this stage set up, and Irina's on the stage, and they do something really. Uh, they make some very erotic comments, and it's yeah. I would. I'm just saying, if you if you're stray from the sexual stuff, it kind of is pretty uh questionable but other than that it was it's it's pretty fun so yeah i definitely have been enjoying it so far so yeah that's it we're done it's all the shows we're done that's all of our first impressions that didn't turn out to be as long as usual because i think we don't have 60 shows to go through <laughs> like usual uh but we hope you guys enjoyed our first impressions of the winter 2017 anime season uh, definitely let us know in the comments what you think of these shows um, and as usual, if you go to the forums at talkingspirit.com, you can go to the seasonal discussions, and we actually have a thread made out for all these shows so you can talk to other people about them as they kind of air. Um, but yeah, anything else? We nope, I'm pretty good. We hope you guys enjoyed. We thank you all for listening, and you all take care. Boss.